Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bauer and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. There's we're going to start off with weird shit in the sky. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great thing to start off Is with. Is what we're going to start yeah, off with. You guys let her rip. So I don't know about you, but I mean, you guys have probably seen some several different weird things over the course of time. I've never seen that. <laughs> Nothing weirder than what you saw. Well, so the growing up, we fished um, uh, down between. Yeah, there was a timeout. The rule, one rule of the podcast is you can't name bodies of water names. Okay. Like you can. Oh, I didn't know I was on. We're we're on. We're just yeah. We bullshit and then I'll that, edit whatever we want out. It's, it's that river that yeah. the animal has a ring around its tail and they kind of <laughs> look like a bandit. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> way to adapt. Yeah, you adapted well. <laughs> There was literally a road in the sky. I kid you not. It was bright red. It looked. It had dots. It had dashes down the middle of it. Not it saying red. it was an alien. Oh, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but, but it was, it an was alien. an alien. Oh, I, I think it was an alien. I wasn't even there. Really? I'm, I'm, yes. I'm a believer. Do you guys? So yeah. does? Do you believe in aliens, Brad? Um, no. Really? No. I believe in. So you don't believe in math. Because statistically speaking, the probability has been calculated where the likelihood of there being aliens is higher than the likelihood of there not being aliens. And when I say aliens, I'm talking about life on another planet. Alien in the strong term. Life. Unidentified is a better term. Because there's a lot of stuff I've seen that I can't explain. My thought process on that, it would be identified by now. I mean, everybody and their brother has has a... What if the government's keeping it away from us? Um, we'll just call it COVID. We're, st- we're staring <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go down that road. <laughs> just we're not okay. the only government. Let me, let me take my tinfoil hat off for a second. Yeah. Why yeah. did your lights just blink three times? Yeah. <laughs> we're not the only government. So. Elvis. <laughs> anyway, so what'd you see? Talk about what you saw. Oh, it's that it was the two, the two weirdest things up until last night at walking outside. I guess we can kind of go back and talk about last night. We had people over at our house, and uh, some some might have seen it. I know that I saw today that people on uh, Francis Case up in South Dakota saw what I saw. The same thing? Yeah, people in northwest Iowa saw it. I got video of it. It's on Facebook. 
It was the weirdest thing. It looked like what I would suggest looked like a missile flying through the air. I would agree with that. Yeah. I saw it too. Yeah. I was at the time I saw it. I was on the river, probably three miles north east of Brad's place. Yeah, and Dave couldn't see it from inside the wedding hall. I'm sure. No, we saw our own sparklers. <laughs> it, was, it was about eleven thirty ish. Yeah, something I like think. that. Yeah, we were standing outside. Yeah, I, I, I was in the camper by then. And you were seeing your own fireworks at that point in time. <laughs> the, only <thing> that makes, <laughs> back of the, eyelids. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense to me and why it was a satellite was, you know, if you're watching a satellite in the night sky when you're fishing, you can watch the light, watch the light, watch the light, watch the light, and all of a sudden it just starts to disappear when, it get that, you know, when the earth gets in the way of the sunlight. Yes. And so yep. that did that. It disappeared last night that way. So It did, but it was going up instead that's of That's what across. I thought. It didn't seem like exactly that. I thought it was rising. And there was quite a bit of falling stars at the same time. So I, I was really fixed on the sky because I saw a falling star, falling star. Yep. So I, I enjoyed that. So I was watching it, and all of a sudden one went the other direction, and it stayed lit. Like it left a trail of orangish yeah. white light that stayed lit. It's aliens, man. I think somebody fired something it was coming from the earth out that's sure what it looked like to me and you know they say it's satellite and and you look at something that far away and you're okay you're up in south dakota six seven eight miles or hours away from where i live yes seeing the same thing that means that that's got to be such a large long trail it's pretty bright yes you know yeah it's not just a 10 foot trail behind something it's just so so is that the same thing i'm seeing not that particular circumstance but like you're outside at night, and all of a sudden you look to, you know, whether it's 4 o'clock in the morning or midnight, and you're, and you're looking, and you see something floating out there, and it looks like it's got a tail dangling below. Maybe I'm seeing stuff. That could be I one mean, of maybe those. you're drinking too many bush lights. It could be one <laughs> or not enough. That's <laughs> fair. And I can't sleep. That's fair. It could be one of those mathematically possible things that uh, Spencer was talking about. Yeah. The alien, so. All right, so I, I'm... I know it. It's I'm here with... with Soros. Brad, Dave... Ryan, the flat assassin, and a quarter. I'm dropping change, <laughs> losing his sense because I'm because I'm, I'm made of money. Apparently, that came out of my pocket because I grab my phone. Happens all the time. My it, kids love it. I, it, I, I turn my phone off. I turn it over. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Anytime Brad's around, yeah. <laughs> and myself, Spencer, and uh, we're. I, would you like to elaborate on your fishing background? You're. I'm here with all Americans. And we talked about this earlier. There's three All-Americans in this room. Out of four. Out of four. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is not one. We'll let you figure it out as we go along. <laughs> but anyway, talk, like, go ahead and talk about your walleye fishing stuff. So, I, of course, I grew up on the river. And you must stuff. have like a giant fist because you're like a big fist away. There you go. Yeah. Move, <laughs> move the stand closer to you. Like you Yeah, can, you don't have to adjust. Like, you don't have to move to it. You can move it to you. But anyway. I'm not very smart. Well, that's yeah. not a requirement. That's why you get along with us quite well. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so anyway, uh, I grew up on the river. So, I mean, that's uh, that's something that uh, I've had in my life altogether. And, uh, multiple rivers, I learned today. Well, yeah. Multiple yeah. sections, for sure. Yeah. But... Uh, Anyway, that's just something I've done ever since I was a little kid. Um, and then uh, the walleye bug uh, kind of bit me with a mutual friend of Dave's and I. is a friend of mine growing up, a kid named Colby. Um, he fished the walleye circuit, uh, the IOWA, back when it was available. And, and was that in central Iowa, or was that They were everywhere. Yeah, they, um, yeah, I mean, the I IOWA was 
the home base was Belmont, Iowa, yeah. where, where the tournament owner um, resided. Resided. Mm-hmm. Is that? But like on the river? Were you running tournaments on the river by no, Belmont? No. So was that what? was class selling corn seed up here, but the office is based in St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm falling in. He's got a product. He just doesn't have the product that's local. Yes. Yep. But no, it was the IOWA, Iowa Organization of Walleye Anglers. Um, a lot of a lot of guys cut their teeth in that style of circuit. Um, based in Belmont is where the the PO box was, but you fished lakes like Clear Lake, Spirit Lake, Okaboji, Rathbun. Mm-hmm. You know, so you went from one River. end to the other, to the east, to the west, and you were all over. Yeah, the furthest west you went is probably Storm Lake. Yeah, it, it is interesting. You think about it, the wall, the quality of walleye fishing in Iowa is north, south, and east. You know, the, for the most part, there's not a lot in the middle. No, you guys got some reservoirs down this way, but that, they're not great. No, you know, like they you are can, to some. You can, you can. Yeah, if you don't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best well, I got. I caught six yeah. last <laughs> month. <Yeah. laughs> it only so, took me eighty-two hours. <laughs> so I, basically, that he got me started on that. He needed a new partner, and I got started, and I only got three tournaments in, I think it was, and, and the thing went defunct because I think it was during a, a bad economic time. Sure. Yeah. And so, but anyway, <clears throat> after that, my mom and dad, uh, we'd, we'd had a cabin for a total of about 24 years up until they sold it in 19 in northern Minnesota uh, on a couple of different lakes. And, and you so, still go up there quite a bit. Oh, we still go up yep. the same lake that they sold their cabin off of yep. here recently. Dave and I both uh, take our families up there at the same time, and and uh, we just we do a lot of you know a lot of walleye fishing, just a lot of a lot of different methods. Um, the thing that made me even think about talking to you guys when we were at that tournament was you know flatheading. You're fishing around logs, fishing around wood. Boy, we were fishing treetops when we were out there. You know, yeah. creek edges and you know stuff like that so a lot of it i mean a lot of they act a lot the same yeah we actually caught catfish both predators while we were crankbaiting up there using lead core you know 25 30 feet deep yeah and uh we didn't go as deep as some of the guys that had the big big fish but sure accidentally on purpose yeah whatever you want to call it (laughs) did you see played the wind right (laughs) i think the bass masters were on lake oahe yep and Lee Livesay or Livesay, however you pronounce his name, caught a almost 14 pounder. That was actually Small caught mouth. during the tournament we were there. That was caught during the tournament. That picture came from our tournament. I made a comment on that post, and uh, the MWC, or excuse me, Angling Buzz, uh, liked it. Oh. And so that was the large fish from our tournament. Uh, yeah, he caught it deep. 14. But pounds. he was fishing your tournament, or he was fishing yes. the bass? Yeah, bass? no, he was fishing the. That, that tournament up there was called the Cabela's Bass Pro uh, NTC. Uh, tournament champions is what it is. Was it a walleye tournament? Yes, walleye tournament. So could he weigh that fish? Because it Absolutely. looked dead as shit. So up there, uh, that <laughs> its eyes were tournament, so, like just yeah. a bad picture. We actually, they actually tried. <laughs> that was the alien. Pictures <laughs> had, had ten pounds, you know. Exactly. But they, they, they actually tried. I know through the South Dakota government that they tried to get that to be a live tournament. They tried to get it where we could leave water in our water tanks or our, our um, live wells. Live wells, uh, you know, keep it, keep it going uh, to keep the fish alive. And for some reason, they turned it down. Uh, for the bass folks, they told them yes, they could do it. But for the walleye guys, they told them no. So like kill, short, you kill eat them anyway. Yeah, you're gonna eat them anyway. Yeah, kill them. All. <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of the comments on social media were how bad the fishermen were killing Grass these carters. fish and doing this and doing that when they don't even realize it was the government telling them no, we couldn't try to keep them alive. Now, don't get me wrong, a fish caught out of seventy-four feet wasn't going to be alive. No. Exactly. No. I didn't yes. know. Yes. 
But every other fish and um, 105 degrees. That's basically oh man, it's grabbed hot. a bun. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah, was, it's boiled it at that point. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think he they were getting way down there. I mean, some of the guys were talking about fishing in 100 feet of water. The trees would come up into 70 and 60, and they were you know running lead core, snap weights, whatever, you know, clear down in there. Some of them were jigging, wrapping. Um, and, wow. And pulling them out of those deep waters. Now, granted, a weekend fisherman's probably not going to be fishing like that. That's impressive to fish like that. It really is. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, some of those guys out there, I think three of the top five guys are either in the MWC or the uh, NWT. Well, Dewey, Dewey's a pro. The guy that won, yeah. he's a pro. Yeah. He runs a yeah. circuit. You know, but they fish smaller circuits. Yep. I mean. No, it is what it is. It was, it was semi-pro? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-lucky. I'm even less pro than you because you're the one that got us there, so. <laughs> You know, well, thanks. <laughs> well, you're both you're both all Americans, all Americans, top twenty five so in a pro I, tournament. So we figured out who two of the all Americans are. We haven't figured out who the third is. I'll thumb, we'll, we'll thumb wrestle you for it. Okay, <laughs> it's Woody. Yeah, Woodrow. Actually, if we we're going to make any any competition, I'd say a sprint or a thumb wrestle. I feel the best at. <laughs> well, you do have the technological advantage. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a different weight class of thumbs than you are. Got the old T Rex thumb. How do you weigh a thumb? <laughs> well, <laughs> just my height versus his yeah. height. I I think he's got a reach advantage. Yeah. I'm gonna have to hit him in the gut and uppercut him. And <laughs> That'd be a smart <laughs> And then the thumb wrestling becomes just wrestling. <laughs> Sir, how did you get in the hospital? It was a thumb wrestling thing. Yeah. Yeah. We called it a tie after about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm wrestling for an hour and a half. Well, the. Hour and 15's recovery time. Right. <laughs> I can wrestle a pizza for about 15 minutes and I'm done. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's usually because it's gone. It's true. Well, it's, it's hard to be undefeated. Right. It really is. It is. But yeah. <laughs> some guys just make it happen. So I, I kind of want to touch on the backstory of this whole thing here is like the reason I know you is because of your sandbar. Yep. Once upon a time, I went wading for six miles yes <laughs> i just felt like waiting i just exactly. <laughs> a lot of it was in circles yeah did you have a floating yeah. cooler with you no no did you call it gen a no <laughs> no it was the 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 comparison ends at the at yours but uh, I as know. i was going down the river when it was a, like extremely low as low as it is now if not lower i found this deep hole with this big brush pile, and I had to figure out who owned this land. It's not, I had to. I had to find out. Yes. Because it's the only one within the six miles. Right. right. <laughs> You're like, I'm, my ankles are wet. I need to figure out <laughs> who owns it. <laughs> well, that, that was, was the thing. River. Like, it, you literally, it was just your ankles wet, and then I got to this one spot, and I took a spot, and, or took a step, and yeah. suddenly I'm waist deep. I'm like, there's a giant pile of brush. And, I took and it's one... swirling back at me. Right, right. Uh, so <laughs> I need to be here. So thanks to the plat book that I bought and some friends led me to meet Brad, who owns the 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 lane that runs down there, and which is a pretty sweet property. Oh, man. Brad's got an awesome setup. You got well. This was before you lived out there, even. Mm-hmm. I bought it in 07. Yeah, I've had it for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. And I don't remember what year this would have been. It probably would have been like twelve or thirteen, because you built shortly after. We moved in in March of fifteen, so we started building late fourteen. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't too much longer after you said I could go down there and fish. And 
you let me go down there and fish. And then I caught my biggest flathead ever at that time. The first or second trip I ever went and fished down there. <laughs> and you had a pond that you let us fish at. And we caught these 14-inch bullheads out of it. And, I'm and like, that this turned is, into the PB. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, then I've gotten to know you more and more, and we fished more and more, and we've been buddies ever yeah. since. It's been yeah. pretty freaking sweet. Yep. It's it's a fairy tale story, if you will. <laughs> and okay. then you hit the second generation of it. I went and fished his place with you, and then we started talking about trapping and yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I kind of do a lot of things like Ryan does too. I'm I'm into the trapping thing. A lot of coyotes, mm-hmm. a lot of beaver, kind of helping farmers out with that. Mm-hmm. A couple of otters because all those bullheads that you used to catch out of my place are now gone. They thanks to the otters. Yeah, but there's goldfish there. There are goldfish. There. That's <laughs> correct. You They're so them. delicious. Do they even work for bait? Uh, he thinks seems to think so. But you know, they're a shiny carp. If you can get on one of them live satellites, you'll see that big orange spot in the middle of my pond. You can see it on a satellite. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Oh, that's that, that's almost that's noteworthy. That's good. <laughs> we put like eighteen of them in in that pond. We had a guy that was cleaning up a, a landscaping pond, and he goes, "I got." He had twenty some, and a few of them, a few of them died, and he brought them out, dumped in eighteen. Spencer came out there earlier this year, and unfortunately, I need one grass carp. I think because my pond is just a big or mat a of or green a twenty foot dock. There you go. He had a twenty foot dock. <laughs> And he said, I, I've seen three or four different schools of them, but he said there's, there's hundreds of them. Dude, I so. saw a yeah. school of 80 of them, and they were How 50 feet out, and I could throw the cast net like 15. Mm-hmm. I took one step and sank to my freaking kneecaps oh, yeah. in the mud and said, this ain't going to work. <laughs> it's an old cattle pond, so I mean, I'm sure I think it's got silt in it. Till. Yeah. How big are they? Like well, perfect. bait size? Perfect. Probably state yeah. record in there. By now. They're I like think we put six to twelves. I say nice. I think they went in yeah. somewhere around three inches. A three, you know, like I said, they came out of a little landscape pond out of this guy's front yard. You didn't want to kill them, didn't want to throw them away because you yeah. want them in your pond. Sure, throw nothing them in else in there. Well, they're yeah. supposed to eat the algae. Yeah. They didn't do a very job of that. No. <laughs> we need, they need more. They just grow. That's that's so what an do. interesting thing about goldfish is that you can actually even use them. It's so you can't use live shad on lakes. Even if you catch them out of the lake, and they're a native species to that lake, but you can use invasive goldfish for bait, and not only catch them and use them, you can even purchase them from a bait shop, bait shop. and use them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Where the color helps for your a little bait? bit too. <laughs> Walmart. I just, <laughs> I, I don't want to be too hard on the DNR because they're underpaid and understaffed. But yes, it just is Correct. a contradiction of the law, and that's not one out. issue that gets brought up a lot i'm sure versus like a poaching yeah like or, anything with yes. deer yeah. yeah yeah deer or turkey or why you can't you open bobcat season in green county Church. or why can't <laughs> i caught five of them in dallas county last year why yeah. can't you have more than one of them in dallas county yeah. you know so you know i will say this we have our observations, but our observations are very cute, and yes. the biologists have a much broader understanding of not only the species themselves, what facilitates uh, what they deem an appropriate population, but also how to manage that population to uh, maintain what they deem appropriate. I think my issue is I'm one of the only trappers in the local area, so when I turn an account of five this year, or four last year or you know whatever my number is they just look at that number but don't realize i'm the only guy out there you know what i mean or maybe they do and they're like there's only one guy in this whole county and he only caught five 
Yeah, but if you take into account that I only run 150 traps for two months and I'm getting this large of a number, the population can well sustain me having one on my wall. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's all I want. Yeah. I want one on my freaking wall. <laughs> what's stopping you from putting one on your wall right now? It's not open in Greene County. But wasn't it at one point in time? No. It's never been open? In, in Greene County, no. So everyone you catch, you got to release? Yes. So this um, is clear. Which makes, You're going to have to come down to Dallas you don't, County. You don't have anything. About four or five and and I could have easily said, oh, I caught this in Guthrie County. But that's not the way I rolled. Nope. Yeah. No. And it wouldn't mean anything yes. if, yeah. it, yeah. if I did that. I agree. Yeah. And I've got some beautiful toms, like 25, 30 pound the toms. I, I caught behind my house this year was 31 pounds. Yes, I what saw I, that. What I want to get at, though, is the release. It's it awesome. looks like a shit show. Oh, when, when it's four thirty in the morning and you got a headlamp as your only backup to a plywood little makeshift thing I made. Yeah, it wakes you up. I was you don't thinking need... about Bubba's rubber made container. That's, that's a lick tub. It's a lick tub. I had a farmer a guy who worked at a big feed lot, cattle feed yeah. lot. Friend of mine. He goes, how many you want? So I got about 15 of them to start with, and I started throwing things in them, and all of a sudden I don't have any more. He goes, you want some more? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up with like 25 or 30 of those, and I just carry the lick tub with me at all times. I'll put stuff in it. I'll just have to dump it out. And you get that lick tub down over the top of that cat, which can be a treat, but you can still yeah. do it pretty easily. And, how many uh, gallons is this lick tub? Oh, it's not real big. I mean, 20. Yeah. So you yeah. got to get it like right on the cat. You don't have a lot of and, like wiggle well, they're room. they're in a trap. And it's in a trap. Yeah. So yeah, you got to get the leg laterally and out. stuff. Yes. You got to get the leg out of yep. the lick tub and the cat well, into you, the you lick tub. You hope they didn't have that in Generally, generally so, the thing lands down on there and it's, it just leaves his leg out there real nice and easy. We're very careful with it. And yeah. you got to wear leather gloves even though they only got one leg out there because the claws on those things are just mean as can be. And then uh, just boom, let them loose. And as soon as you, I, I always let it open, you know, I open it up away from me. Sure. The yeah. cats, you know, and they, every time they've run away, you know. They're, I've had one circle me. Really? Because I use a piece of plywood. Well, time out. So what I wanted to point out is your method, Brad, sounds a lot more my style. Yeah. Than your method. <laughs> I'll get Ryan a lick tub. Because, uh, so this lick tub is just basically a giant thick-walled Rubbermaid that yep. you throw it's a on. bait tank that he throws over a cat right yeah. where you're you're taking just a piece of plywood with a, a cut on the bottom for yes. it's to, yep. to stick its leg yeah. out but that keeps the teeth and everything else yeah. away from you still but, so, so you, have, you have you have a, a single wall barrier versus a f- fully enclosed barrier <laughs> and I, I like the lick tub idea i guess you know he's not gonna run around the corner and peek at no you. they try no they try <laughs> yeah but so the other thing is you get a talk about an all-american yeah. <laughs> get a bobcat in the trap yeah. well you get a lick tub on top of them and it's amazing they just grow just chill yeah they go docile as can be yeah That's i like, like the, throwing a blanket over yeah. a live trap skunk and then as soon as you let yep. that out man they run away like nothing ever We're happened they're gone yep they're i gone. like the lick tub idea my videos are cooler because oh, I'm they sure go they ape because crack. you get to see it. <laughs> now, now I'm YouTube. See, Ryan's younger yeah. than me, and coolness left me a long time ago. <laughs> well, I'm younger Functional than and going home with my, all uh, my phalanges. Now that's a great idea. I, the true story is that was the best solution I thought of at the time. Oh, there's a lot of people do that. Yeah, no, there's a lot <laughs> of people know, that, that do that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. See, I'm the youngest one here, and I'm all about practicality. I like the tub idea. So, and if you look at my videos, you'll see a lar- larger gap at the top yeah. than the smaller gap. Well, I cut my hole too big the first couple times, and he <laughs> so can still get true. his mouth through with his 
his foot and one grabbed my boot. I'm like, okay, I need a smaller hole. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I you, bring, wanna... you bring the tools with you? Do you change this to like in mid-stride? Or... No, it just lays down in the back of my truck, and when I need it, I yank it out. It makes way nice too about much that sense. Because I put stuff in it. I don't fill it to the gill, clearly, because that would stink. Dipping an air on it, turning it over, and letting everything out, and putting it all back in. But it's, it's pretty simple. It's nice, yep. easy, nice, easy way of doing things. <laughs> so you can keep one. Yep, keep one in Dallas County. Down south of the interstate's three. And it's almost like... I get that because the population is is way heavier. It's a lot better environment down there but, for them. But even up in Dallas County now, they they really have come up. We caught two in the same day, uh, two miles apart. So I mean, if you know you're doing that, you know, yes. there's 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 cats around. Yeah, and and my thing is, I've caught three or four young ones. So there's yeah. a breedable population in Greene County, and yep. if you don't harvest a breedable population that's going to get overran here mm-hmm. here let mm-hmm. me ask a naive person question someone who didn't grow up around trapping has no experience with trapping um have you ever ran into a mountain lion no i've met i ran into a mountain lion track with a young mountain lion track beside it along a riverbed and i'm pretty confident it was because they've got trail cam pictures of the mountain lion on that same band mm-hmm. within that week. Okay. So, but yeah, it was it was like an old Lion King movie. You know, the, you had the big mama walking and then the little baby one beside it. Mm-hmm. It was in my mind, it was pretty cool. They're they're not here. No, oh, no, oh no, no they're no. not here. They're here. <laughs> no, I've, they I've, just I've, rode a rocket last night. <laughs> I just saw it. They're gone. <laughs> they came down, and dropped them off, and left quickly. That's what they did. <laughs> so I've, I've never seen one i've seen tracks yeah I'm by tracks sure i mean tracks like too. two because normally i i literally probably 15 times a year get somebody send me a picture saying this is a mountain lion track well it's got claws that's a big dog mm-hmm. but a mountain lion cl- track is as big as the biggest dog track you've ever seen with no claws so that's what the dnr tried to tell me on my place one time i shot a buck um, I didn't hit it. it. It turned my shot, so the, I didn't hit it the greatest, so I waited mm-hmm. a little while. Stood outside the entire time, about two hours probably. Coyotes every other direction but where the deer was. Um, and uh, I went back there, and sure enough, the neck and the rear end had been eaten, and that thing was buried in leaves. Typical Bob buried in leaves. mountain lion stuff. Well, so up yeah. on top I don't the next know. day, I've got a food plot that's still got pretty soft ground. And every now and then you'd see some nails come out, you know, on there. And the DNR said, no, if you're seeing nail, that's not a cat. I'm thinking to myself, okay, that ground is giving away under his feet. Yeah. You know. And if and they've he, ever seen a cat. Yep. Put their f- paw down. Yep. yep. And I had the same ex- exact thing, small and larger, larger. So I'm sure it was probably mm-hmm. mom and a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was, it was interesting because no coyote noise at all. You'd think yeah. I'd have heard coyotes if they'd yes. been back there chewing on that. Right. They knew better. They'd been vocal. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're always vocal. Yeah. Absolutely, they lit up the other night when we were. Feet. Me and yeah. you were out. Oh yeah, it was as soon as your bait tank died. Yes, it was that like was the moment it, eerie. it died, and then they're just my batteries lit died. Up. My bank. We were camping on my boat, so mm-hmm. we we're sitting there, and you know the hum of the bait tanks going on. All of a sudden, the batteries died, and it just shut off. Ooh. And these coyotes just went nuts. Immediately. Coincidentally, immediately. I mean, they weren't close enough to hear it. But it was just a coincidence that it just... En- enough to make you, it. Your, yeah. your skin crawl a little bit. <laughs> and we're yeah. both trying to sleep. We're just like taking notice. We're yeah. Like, yeah. That was weird. <laughs> hmm. So, Dave, you're, you're quiet. I, I'm not trying to be quiet. I'm, well, I'm, I'm in taking the information. <laughs> well, that's, right. that's okay, too. Absorption. 
But I, I want to hear what you have to say a little bit. You, you bet. You're big into the walleye tournaments. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. So what led you to participate in all these tournaments? Or have you been, how, how long have you been doing it? I got to think here. The wife and I were talking about this yesterday. You're talking five um, years, 10 years, 15 years? 1998. So that'd be 24 years. Was the first walleye tournament ever. You know, it, so almost gr- two, growing up. Two you know, and a half decades almost. Yeah. I mean, but it's not. We hit it hard. That sucks. That was a junior in college. (laughs) (laughs) My kid was born in '98. (laughs) But you know it, it, like Brad, like everybody, you start out at a young age doing it. You know, but when we grew up Mm -hmm. going to on family vacations or fishing our local little ponds in northern Iowa and stuff like that. So when you would go walleye fishing as a kid, because I know where you grew up now. Did you go to the Des Moines? You know, we fished it, but at that, age, mostly go to, at, at that age, I wasn't targeting. I was just... You were just fishing. Yeah. But, Wadding up a nightcrawler on a hook and chucking yep. it down there with but, a half a pound of lead. That's how we all grew up. But, <laughs> yeah. but when but, you started targeting walleyes, did you go to the river? Did you go to Clear Lake? Did I, you, I would say I really didn't target walleye till I got married. And then all of a sudden, it's like... I wanted to start targeting something, you know, more than just fishing, you know. Yeah. Sure. Anybody can go fishing. Right, right. But uh, let's I've target heard that. something. Well, yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that either. You no, know, there is. No, I mean, that's part of awesome kid fishing yes, kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah you know, like my buddy Josh, he just goes fishing. I, when I fish with him, I feel like I'm taking a kid fishing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I say that because he just texts me. <laughs> and says, can I call you? <laughs> That's a guy from Nebraska. That has yeah. his own YouTube channel. He's a pretty good guy. He's he's made thousands upon thousands of dollars catching drum on a jig and crawler. Drums. Because he does it with the right attitude. Oh, that's... <laughs> There's he, actual he, drum tournaments out he, there. There used to be, anyway. There it was? Yes. Man, if there's a tournament Fairmont, I hop in Minnesota. on... Fairmont, Minnesota. All right. Really? Fairmont, Minnesota. I've admitted this a few times, and, it's, and I say admitted this loosely because I have no shame. Big drum, I think, are badass fish. <laughs> like oh. 10, like the, to, 10, 10 to 15s. We need to yeah. get Spencer on a couple of those sheep's head up there in northern Minnesota. I, I'm going to pull up a picture just so you can see a picture. I was like a freaking drum. elephant without a trunk. Yeah, I, I, was, I was telling him giant. about the Lake Erie ones, too. You're, well, you're just, you're just going to make caught, me jealous. I caught, I caught one in Lake Erie that was probably 30 pounds. Oh, my wow. God. I've never seen one that big. But I dream of a 20. We've double digits. I dream of a 20. I've Boy caught there. 10s. I've caught 12, 15s. But I've never caught a 20. I want to catch a 20. And I dream of a 30. I have no expectations of catching 30. Speaking but I dream of a 15, of it took me 15 minutes to get the last one yeah, I caught up there. you got to see this. <laughs> Pull the boat around. Holy <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna have. That's to, just a weird looking fish. I'm gonna have to have you send me a picture of that, and then I'll post that with this podcast so that, everyone can appreciate that drum. Yeah, we're targeting walleye when they on yes, vacation. Yes. And you think, oh my god, this is oh. the 35 incher I've been waiting on. This one's going on the wall. <laughs> well, wait a second, it's going sideways from the boat. It's, <laughs> it's pulling the boat. Yeah. The kids skiing behind. <laughs> as soon as you set the hook, and you're like, oh, that's heavy. And it turns around and busts off 20 feet of line. You're like, this is not a wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But and they just stay down. You can't, yeah, you can't yeah. lift them up till it's time. When, when they start to turn gold, 
that's when you know they're a big dog. <sighs> yes. If they're just white colored, they're yeah. younger. These are purple. They get a purple tint to them up there. Yeah, uh, especially on the probably, fins. It's the yeah. water. The probably. water quality. But I think a lot of it is maturity level. So a, a lot of... They seem to get like that eight... Somewhere in the 8 to 12 pound range, they start to turn goldish. And that's when you know you got a hammer. Yeah. The fun ones are the ones that look like they got that bush light belly on them, you know? Oh, they yes. That, yes. Know, little beer belly popping yep. out of them. Yep. Because those that are that kind of identifies my maturity level, too. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that beer belly. If you, <laughs> if you were a drum, you would be gold. <laughs> I am a barn door. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But so, no, you know, you go back to 1998. I, I worked at a factory in Garner, Iowa. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Living the factory life back then. Yeah. In yeah. a good life. Yeah. And it paid the bills and it was doing what we needed it to do. And then, you know, a buddy of mine there comes up to me and says, Hey, you want to fish a walleye tournament? Where? <laughs> Let's see. Yes, I do. He goes, Clear Lake. They have that classic. That's a long haul. Well, for us up there, it's yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes, 25 yeah. oh, minutes, and we can be on. Oh, I thought it was further than that. David, well, it's right on 20. Yeah. He's, he's our no, hotel okay. when he's we go up there. He's way north of that. Okay. Yeah. He's damn near to Minnesota. I'm north yeah. of the skunk. Okay. Yeah. Way north. Yeah. So you appreciate a north wind? Yes. <laughs> but so anyway, I mean, that's where it started. I mean, good buddy. Uh, God bless his soul. He, he, they left us here a couple of years ago. Not even. You know, had a heart attack and. Mm. And I'm sitting there the whole time, you know, that is that is visitation going. I, I owe this guy the world. Yeah. Because he started the fever. He, he opened it up. He yeah. started it. And well, it went from there. I think the That's biggest awesome. thing uh, that you can take away from that whole story is the appreciation part of it. You know, like. Absolutely. It, it's one thing to miss somebody, but it's another thing to be appreciative of what you had when they were around. And I feel like they're different. But I err towards the appreciation thing being the better, like perspective on stuff because oh, it, not only does it make you feel better, it, it puts their memory in a better perspective, and it yeah. always holds it. You know that memory is never going to die. No, right. Ever. no, right. You know, you know, and along along with that, we're out there fishing. We're baking in the sun. I mean, it's just hot. First part of May, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Northern Iowa, you think it'd be cool, yeah, but sometimes we're baking. Yeah. It could yeah. be ninety. It could be. <laughs> but you're not with a butter sauce. It's acclimated at that point either. No, no, you're you know, not. It came out of nowhere. You know, 100, 100 boats in this tournament, and and zero fish in our lie well like at <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon I'm like what what did i let him why did i say yeah <laughs> and it's two days of that you know and then all of a sudden can we I, just I got catching bluegill <laughs> zebco rod and reel combo mm-hmm. was like one of the first rods or whatever spinning yeah. reel yeah i got a beetle spin tied onto the end of this thing and it's just chucked out to the back of the boat and we're just trolling along yeah. at two yeah. and a half mile an hour and all of a sudden that thing's just doubled over, pinned <laughs> into the water. I got a snag. Hold on. <laughs> Back up. And, and, and up surfaces a six and a half pound walleye, and we net this thing. And hell yeah, the rest is history. We now got we're ninth in place in the tournament. <laughs> One fish, in ninth place. One fish. Thank you, Zipka. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> I got a sponsor now. <laughs> but it's, you know, that's that's my history in the walleye tournaments. It's just, it was fishing the classic every year. And then every year following, you, you did a, a little more. Okaboji had a classic for a while. Yeah. 
you know, did it up there. Next thing you know, you got a circuit. Let's go mm -hmm. fish the Grand National Walleye Cup. And yeah. So you, you guys, you didn't grow up around each other. Did you meet fish in tournaments? Through a mutual friend. Yeah. yeah. Mutual friend. Yeah. Um, we can say his name, can't we? Yeah. 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 Kester? Yep. Yeah. So we met through Kester. I met Kester through the IOWA series and down here at the swap meet. I was down helping. Isn't uh, that so people listening to this probably don't know the swap meet but i have so many good memories with the swap meet and yeah it's they, in state fairgrounds once a year yep it's gotten yeah. so busy i don't even go down there anymore you can't yeah. move yeah it's, it's i haven't been down for a few years i i've kind of there was a 10-year stretch where i went every year but essentially it's the world's I, I biggest my flea market yeah, yeah. It I, is. I drag my kids there every year just so they know what i'm talking about you know what the crappy thing about it is is it's the same weekend as catfish conference yes you're always gone yeah. so yep. i'm at catfish right. conference in deep down inside there's a little remorse that i'm not at the fisherman swap meet it's at the fairgrounds and there's all these different booths so you have booths of like actual companies you have booths of brick people. and mortar fishing businesses and then you have booths of just random people that buy a booth to sell like the shit in their grandpa grandpa stuff. Through they just clean out yeah. grandpa's garage yeah. we're gonna go to the yeah. swap meeting you so. can like wheel and deal you can there's just like open bags of plastics people. with like four in them oh yeah <laughs> you Dry, dried up idiot. power bait yeah there's a guy right now Spit he's got that. a whole <laughs> double garage full of stuff that he's purchased out on the road and he's mm -hmm. open he has sales every couple of weeks yeah. I've been over there before, and he's got a ton of stuff. And, you know, for kids coming up, he's decently priced. Yeah. Got rods, got reels, boxes, tackle, everything. Well, shout him out. Yeah. Uh, it's Lure Lounge. Uh, I think the guy's name is Dan Thompson, if I remember correctly. It's a friend of a friend. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize if I don't have everything correct. But the Lure Lounge is what he calls it. You can look it on Facebook. And uh, he comes out and, and has sales every couple of two, three weeks, I think. And, and I'm sure he'd ship if some kids are listening and want to get on his it's oh, that'd be a way to score some cheap tackle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. He, he, he said he travels for his business, and every now and then he'll find, you know, sales and stuff. So he'll just pick up a bunch of stuff, take it up, maybe try to make a buck on something. So he's got yeah. it worth his time. And, you know, he's definitely not stabbing people. He's definitely out there trying to, you know, help out and, and get stuff in the hands of people. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah that's awesome. I've been over there, bought a few things from him. So, yeah. Perfect. Lure Lounge, it's called. Lure, right? Yep, you have to. So we went from Fisherman Swap Meet to Lure Lounge, and both of them sound pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> but it's they're, right. They're places the we need to hang out. It's yes. right over by the fairgrounds yes. too, so that's the yeah. good thing. He's not far from the fairgrounds. So okay, probably yeah. just wheels it over on a cart. Probably. <laughs> <on the swap laughs> meet. Yeah, I haven't been there for a while, but he's got a ton of what stuff. What are you doing this weekend? I can't do nothing. I'm at the swap meet. <laughs> just put an arrow up and point to his garage. <laughs> Man, I bet some of them places make a uh, killing some years. If you have reasonable oh, yeah. prices, because most of them do not. If you got a what's reasonable though, so that's like the market biggest thing. value. I mean, if you're in, if you're selling a used product at above market value, that's not a reasonable. But price. what's market value? Like you look. Well, at, you could buy it new. That's nothing in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's kind of where I'm at. I I kind of understand why some of the. I mean, you could argue it's price gouging to a degree, but the reality is values of used things have went up substantially because yeah. you can't replace it with new right <laughs> yeah abu garcia is a fine example of that with some of their old stuff and how good it was and what you get today is a little different and yeah. that's unfortunate like because i i grew up fishing abus and yep. i don't fish anything abu anymore yep. the last three or four years which ironically when i started making fishing videos 
is when I started getting away from Abu Garcia. Yeah. And so anybody who's watched my videos from beginning to end has watched that transition. I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad about it, but they just don't last. Yeah. Like, I don't want to badmouth any company. No, because they're a good, solid catfish company. They are one of the pioneer they are. catfish Absolutely. companies. When I grew up, all the in-fishermen dudes were fishing Abu Garcia. Like, Ab- Abu or Penn was the only option. It was Doug Stangy fishing with an Abu 6500 mm-hmm. or 5500, depending on what he was going after. The bait or, casters, they were yep. line counters or vice versa. So that's Who didn't own a 5500? You know, who hasn't owned one of those? Who's I've still sitting on like eight of yeah. them? I was going to say, <laughs> say I, I've had a dozen. So long story short. I, I made my grandma, well, made. It wasn't, made her use one? It or? wasn't. <laughs> no. I Quotation marks, made her buy me one. <laughs> but she was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that. Just, just put down the in fisherman. Yeah, just, <laughs> just put down the in fisherman. And I was like, I need an Abu 5500. I got. I don't Abu. know what that is. So let's go to Walmart. <laughs> and they sold them at Walmart then. Really? Yep. And we they had the glass counter with reels in it at Walmart. You won't find them now. So that was no. a fantastic segue because I was just getting ready to tell you I had a roofing customer of mine, which I am in the roofing business. But um, I had a roofing customer of mine up in northern Iowa. Uh, he used to buy those. Um, he, he'd buy like a big crate from Walmart. You know, Walmart would just stuff stuff and, you know, obsolete sure. and excess and whatever have you. So a lot of them were returns. But a lot of them are brand new. And I remember I bought a ton of 5,500 and uh, even a few 6,500. Some of them had clickers, some didn't. I think I bought 15 of them. And I think the most expensive I paid on the 6,500 from him was 30 bucks. And now they're 120. Yeah, this yeah. was like 15 yeah. years ago, probably yeah. something like that, somewhere in that ballpark. But he 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 was into buying. He'd buy uh, like storage facilities that people would leave behind. And you yeah. know, got some what do you think 30 bucks is worth now? 18 cents no but i mean after <laughs> oh. inflation oh, and everything yeah, no, yeah i mean shoot yeah the other direction i mean 60 70 bucks pretty easily i would yeah. think i'm just saying. I, I i would say if you were to go buy if abu was still producing no offense quality <laughs> yeah i mean we all know it goes across the pond and they, yeah. ch- they cheapen up corners and they're stuff not made like that. time out anymore. time out they are the abu 4500 to 6500 series are assembled in sweden all of them are all of them oh, in know. that range but what's changed then i don't you know, know that's that, what's frustrating that's that's the frustrating part but you talk about where they're made at and assembled is different than manufactured yes right the 7000s are still manufactured in china the last i checked um and those are the ones that had been the most problematic in the past for me but uh, 6,500 has been pretty solid yeah. overall. It's a common, I common, common every time reel I sit on the riverbank. Forte, but yeah. mm-hmm. On the riverbank catfish, and that's my favorite rod and reel. I think the biggest catfish I've ever, biggest flathead I ever caught was on a 6,500. Yeah. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Because to me, the issue is that can they do it or, it's not the can they do it or not do it. It's how long can they do it. Right. You yeah. know, like how long can they perform? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I don't have. Because you're not easy on stuff. But I'm all. not that hard on it either. But he uses it continually. Yes. So like being a walleye guy, when I go flatheading, I use old Cabela's line counters because they got clickers on them. They work fine. Yeah. And they do. I don't I don't go near as hard at it, obviously, as Spencer yeah. does. But I mean, they still work fantastic. But, but I, I put a lot of time on the water and I'm still not half of what you put on the water. 
So, yeah, I'm, so I, your equipment's getting twice as much every year even, as mine is. Even if I'm nice to it, which I, yes. I'm pretty nice to my stuff. But, but 300 trips out a year. It's like 250 well, probably. Yeah, and you got different equipment each time. But let's say an average flathead reel sees 150 trips at least a year. Somewhere between 100 and 150 trips a year. Yeah. Well, then you add blue cats because it's the same equipment. That's true. So it's prob- probably 150 trips a year. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. mine will see 50 to 75. Sure. Which probably. is still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more than most. Yeah. Makes my... Mine still has the showroom finish on it. <laughs> we need to get that off. So, yeah, we're talking, we're talking old school here. I'll, I'll add this one in. Uh, when we were fishing up there in the tournament in Mobridge, Dave still has some very old line counters. I don't even know. I don't even want to venture to guess. They're Shakespeare's. Shakespeare line counters. Yeah. What are they? Did they? I don't think they make a Shakespeare line counter anymore. I needed something that had girth. I needed to put lead on it. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and, and yeah. it's not, I mean, I could have ordered something off of Amazon quick, quick, got it well, here, but it's like, I got it, it still works. Yeah, you know, they come over on the Mayflower. It's like yeah, one of those. That's right. <laughs> They're going to last longer than anything you buy today. But they, they work. They reeled in big fish. They did. Yeah, well, and it's did. funny because the reels I use for flatheads, they, and, and we're, talk, we're talking about reels that haven't treated me that good over a duration of time, but. Reels that have treated me good over the last three years have been Okuma Coldwaters. And the one size I use are 203s, which are originally designed for what you guys do, like sure. pull and yep. lead core. That's yeah. what they're and made they're, for. They got line can- counters on. Yep, they got line counters on. They're made for pull and lead core, but they're durable. And the they, clickers are loud. The clickers are loud. <laughs> which is important. But it's just kind of a little funny to me that you have. Got a reel that's designed for walleye guys, and walleyes are not known for their fighting ability. But you need and the the line not like a flathead capacity. Sure. They fight. Yes. Yeah, not well, like that's that's sure. one funny thing is you're not gonna put a fast reel on either. You know, you're not gonna. They're five three ones. You know, yeah, gear they're ratios. Perfect. They're perfect. That's no. my favorite gear ratio overall. Walleyes and flatheads fight almost identical. Like they stay heavy. You get head shakes. There's a little bit of power at times, and it's just weight. You know. Where, but the difference is walleyes, a huge walleye is 10 pounds, a huge flathead's 50. Right. So you have five times yes. more pulling power. Yeah. That's the difference. But it's funny that I'm using these reels designed the same for same drag. The same drag for yeah. walleyes, and I'm using them for hopefully a 50 plus pound flathead. When I have oh, 100% confidence in them, too. When I go to a lake area, I use my flathead setups, I just change line. Yeah. That's all. I, I that's the only. I should have gone with your crew this year. I just had yeah. too many things. I this tournament <laughs> yeah. vacation days got Bubba, super you short. Go fishing at, at, at uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'm not going out east now. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't make the trip this year either. But if you if you find a year that you can make it out, it's I'll, a riot I'll go out there. It's a blast. If you could yeah. look, could have looked into the future and pre- and seen how it would have worked out one way or the other, would you have picked the tournament or would you have picked Erie? So for me. Uh, so you with no knowledge of either one? No, you you made your decision with no knowledge. Right. But if you were able to see into the future, knowing what would have played out one way or the other, would you have went to? I tell you that 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 tournament experience, that body of water. Um, if that body of water, there's something about it. It's it's. I don't know what to tell you. I because uh-huh. you hate it. What body of water? Can I say it? 
Yeah. Okay, sorry. Lake Oahe out of Mobridge, okay. South Dakota is where that tournament was. So you're but on the Missouri River. Missouri River Reservoir, yep. Dammed mm-hmm. up at uh, Pier, South Dakota. And that lake yeah. is, what, 210, 220, 230? Depends goes on up what you want to count, yeah. Yeah, it goes up 75 fishable, something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's freaking huge. When you go, let's put it this way: you go to a tournament. <laughs> it's so it's eerie, I guess. We were at a tournament with 257 boats, right? And where we fished, I don't think we saw a boat the first day. There were boats, but I think they Not still had coffee we were, in yeah. the cup because they were come out of the campground. These guys doing? Yeah, the, the tournament guys, I mean, they all went a different We just found something. We, and, and I can't speak for all of them, but you know a majority right? of them traveled. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they put, that, they put their nose down and they put some back supports in their seats. So yeah. they didn't, you know, but, I mean, they made the run. Back to your question, there's just something about that body of water. And I, I mean, number one, this, the rolling South Dakota hills start there, and that is beautiful. beautiful. You see yes. some of those things that look like little tiny mountains every now and then, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know. But it's, I'm imagining it's awesome. right yeah, now. It's, you it's pretty go. awesome country. The channel cats are fat. Oh, I've man. heard, I've heard <laughs> that. Fat. Well, there is something to be said about deep, clear, infertile bodies of water that produce not a lot of channel cats. But slobs. But slobs. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, that one we caught on a crankbait was that one uh, Monday when the wife and I were out and you and Monica were traveling. It's like, <laughs> you look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I'm going to let you go. because yeah. Nice you know. and pudgy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just so many of the features, different things. I mean, there's creek arms coming in there, fishing the tops of creeks. So we were fishing in, in trees. Who the heck fishes the tops of trees for walleyes? I mean, we were doing it there. Um, Usually up here it's because we got it stuck yeah. in the tree. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> flats, you know, we we hit flats, we hit points. I mean, we hit. There's so much. There's there's not just one or two ways you go to fish that place. There's a myriad of potential, you know, spots, ways, yeah. lures, baits. I mean, I, I talked to one guy out there that I know um, has fished it up there quite a bit, and he was saying, "Dude, if you want to do any good in this lake, you're going to use chubs." You know, and, and I get that, but you know, I got three days of pre-fish. I can't go sit with chubs. We had to yes. go figure yeah. out. We yeah. had yes. to move around we, that lake and find you, something. You got yeah. guys that spent two weeks up there. Yeah. I mean, our neighbors at the cabin, they had friends that have been up there for two weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we were talking about that before you guys got here with Corey. He's a big tournament fishing it, fisherman and how that can be a detriment more than an asset in a oh, lot of ways. Oh, you'll get stuck on something and exactly. you'll, yes. you'll live on it and yeah. it'll bite you. Yeah. You know, but up there, it's like we made the decision early before we even dropped the dropped the pin to drive. It's we're not making a run. No, so we, we don't have the rig to make a yeah, run. Yeah, those guys got yeah. 20, 22, 21 foot big glass boats that cut that nasty water. Now the funny thing about that is it still ain't that. When you say cut the water, it's, it's not still fun. not that comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this: I'm not going to try that in my 19 and a half foot bathtub. My yeah. aluminum bathtub. I'm not going to go try to make a 30 yeah. mile an hour run because every the, the two days of the tournament were 30, 35 mile an hour winds. Jeez. And on a lake like Oahe, uh, oh, they just keep getting bigger. So we were coming in first morning, oh, excuse to me, check second in, yeah. morning to check in. Second morning, the wind was blowing into the bay where we were all going to assemble. So 257 boats in this little bay, and it wasn't very big. Um, but the guys behind us, this, is, this isn't even fishing yet. The guys behind us, I look behind us, and all of a sudden, the boat was there, and then I see the tops of their hats. And then I see the boat again. <laughs> and I see the top of their hat. But that's, that's we ain't even fishing rollers, yet. Just little rollers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's walleye tournaments. 
Oh man, the I roll out chop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pre we're pre fishing. It's 108 degrees. Yeah, flat calm. Yeah. We're doing hat dunks and shirt soaks. The you know? wind wasn't even cool. The breeze did not cool you down. It was the weirdest thing. It, it was like a convection oven. You know, generally a breeze blows and it'll cool you down a little bit. Yeah, you know? it seemed like the wind yeah. made you hotter. But there's no humidity. <laughs> <laughs> The, I'm sorry. Yeah, your you body can take did not offense care. to that. Yeah. It, it, it's right in the microwave. Live in the heat and say, but it's a dry heat. You need kicked. <laughs> I'm sorry. 108 <laughs> degrees outside on the water is hot. But no, that, that body of water is just stupid. I, I want to go learn it more. I got bit. We'll put it that way. If there's a, if there's a Lake Oahe bug, it bit me while I was up there. Yeah. There is something to the big water bug. So, there like, is. the more I fish the Missouri and the more I fish the Mississippi, I just want to go back yeah. and just yeah. want to keep yeah. going back. And I think a lot of it's potential. Yeah. So challenge. There's there's the a challenge. triple digit fish. I mean, there's not a lot of places you can go and catch a hundred pound fish. The re- the reality is is so that dude caught that almost fourteen pounder there. That fish exists in like there's more of fish that size and bigger on that body water. That single body water in that state than there is in the entire state right. we live in. I'm going to yes. bet that there is probably look. a dozen fish at least between 11 and that 13. That yeah, came in. I mean a guy can go look at the stats and, and was, iron that out. Right? They were bringing in 11s. They kept going, "Are we going to get a 12? Look at, look at what the technology." But is I'm done talking now. about what the yeah. top end is. Like, yeah. like what's what the, is the top? End what's the be? top end there versus the top end in Central Iowa? I was just reading. Um, I bet it's, I bet it's eight pounds difference. I bet there's a 20-plus. Oh, there probably is. I was just be. reading the stuff on the anglers for the, uh, the, uh, the big tournament out in Dunkirk, New York right now with the uh, National Walleye Tour. And but we're going a completely different direction. Well, not really. Yeah. His, his biggest fish his biggest fish came from Lake Oahe, and it was almost 16 pounds. So my point being is the way, I, the way I look at those yeah, big bodies of water, yeah. as, much oh, yeah. as, as much as I love the small water, which I love the small water. Like, I love water. It, it just, <laughs> yeah, and I get that too. But the familiarity, yep. the history with it, growing up around small water, the, I love small water. The, but the, it's easier to pattern. It's easier to there's, there's, predict. Yes, but most also generally yes, but also the the top end is not as steep as that big water. Yeah. Exactly. So like yeah. every single bite, like around here, we're fortunate. Where we don't have substantial populations of flatheads or big catfish, but the top end is there. Yes, we've got forties to fifties to sixties. Yeah, and and, and a possible seventy, a possibility of a state record in a lot of the waters we fish. Yes, like there could be a flathead over eighty-one pounds in the a lot of the bodies of water we fish. Could be, and that's why we're there. Could be. <laughs> But will age become the victim? Well, we're, you're getting way past it. So <laughs> there, could, there could be in these small bodies of water. Do you mean water. our age? Well, that'll, <laughs> that's coming too. But you go to these big bodies of water and you know that that fish is there. Like yes. you go to this body yeah. of water, there could be that fish. You go to this big body of water and you know that fish exists. It probably, probably in multiples. Yeah. Forage base. I mean, you look at the different bodies of water, you know, like... Missouri River, the forage bay, smelt, herring. But you're thinking the upper. I'm thinking Gavin's Point South. Like, it's a different critter yeah? from Gavin's Point South. and It's, st- it's still a different forage base. Yeah. That's I mean, what makes and breaks a fish. So, forage and habitat. Yeah. 
what the Missouri's got for forage base, sure. Habitat, shitty, because they turned it into a ditch. It's basically a channelized ditch where because they take as many cuts and turns and twists and whatever out of it, you have less diverse habitat, which means there's... And almost all the habitat that there's now is man-made. With yes. your with your rock and you're, dikes so and when you're talking about dams, I suppose yeah. to clarify you when you're talking about you're talking about basically I don't know where Gavin's point is but you're talking about the flowing portion of the river, not the, the undammed. Yes, yeah, yes, the flowing yes. portion. So yeah. the the Gavin's point is the dam of Francis Case, okay. I think. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. about that Chamberlain area. Yeah, south, yep. so from Camp Francis Case south, it's un undammed. Gotcha. It's completely altered, but it's undammed. But anyway, it's just such an immense body of water where you have this forage base, you have this room to roam, you have this habitat, you have this reduction in competition in certain areas that can facilitate the growth of a fish that blows your freaking mind. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that the Missouri River is actually an excellent trout fishery. For If you go far enough Correct. north. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. up into Canada, where up where it started, and come down through Montana in that area. And well, and you hear about even south of, say, Fort Peck. Yeah. It's a great trout fishery. And they, what are they fishing salmon now in Oahe? Yeah, they've been yes. stocking them there for yeah. a while. That's, uh, if you read the Lake Oahe fishing reports, I thought, okay, let's get on that and find out some walleye fishing reports. They don't talk about walleyes. They talk about salmon. It's mostly salmon. I'd <laughs> right, say, right now. Yeah, I'd say 70% of it's salmon stuff or more. We should have told them we caught them on a number six flasher with a moon on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so moral of the story all the way back to what I was talking about is the infatuation with the big water, to me, is just the possibilities. Yes. It's, They're endless. Yeah. And not just necessarily for the fish. But that puzzle, yeah, that puzzle, that to me, I, I know a real fisherman is a very sadistic individual because, the, in my opinion, when the days you're not catching, you're working twice as hard to try to catch that one fish, that our, two fish. Our minds get don't that shut bite. down. Yeah. Most guys go, ah, they're not biting, I'm going home. Yeah. You know, we're like, okay, I'm going to stay two more we're hours. We're checking we'll boxes until we'll we that. find something that works. And yeah. that, to me, actually is some of the most fun because our pre-fishing in that tournament, for example, was not stellar. Time out. I had to yeah. Google the definition of sadistic. And, <laughs> and that's deriving pleasure from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. There you go. Dead on. <laughs> or on self, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, In a that's the fun sense. sense but yeah. <laughs> You're a sadistic fisherman. I evidently am. Yeah. <laughs> you but, son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why we get along well. That's just, that's just, there's just something to it about. I know. I know. You know. A lot of the guys that go home. We're gonna. We're gonna keep going. And and I'm not gonna tell you 100 percent of the time we make something happen because there's a lot of times we don't. No. But on this particular tournament, what would we do? We ground and we ground and we ground. And you became right. freaking all Americans. So <laughs> <laughs> the, suck it, South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> one thing. Well, now, if there's one thing we want to take, we didn't want to take arrogance away. Exactly. You know, yeah, and it just... You should see the video. Of our wives took a took a video of when we're sitting in the truck, we're listening to the weigh-ins. I saw that. Yeah, and we were so we came in early. So the first yeah. at the first time we're in fourth, and the second day, I'm like, okay, you know that's going to completely Not get a hold, exploded. You yeah. know that. Yeah. You know, we we're 14th the first day, so that was decent. We sat 14th the first day, and then all of a sudden it just started slipping. No, oh, we're in seventh. Oh, we're in tenth. And then there's like about four or five boats that come in with hogs. Oh shoot, we're 21st. Oh no, 23rd. Yeah. And we get on 25. You, and that's right there. 
That's sadistic. It is. There's <laughs> an angler to sit in a truck for two hours. He's not lying. And, not and, drinking. Uh, he might have fingernails, and I think they're all on the floorboard of his yeah. truck. <laughs> We're sitting in the air conditioning because it's 9,000 degrees outside. The truck's running, so we got the air on. It's diesel, so obviously I have no issues there. But anyways, we're just sitting in there somewhere in 25th, and there's still like six or eight boats coming up. <laughs> Let me look in your live well quick, please. <laughs> and I'm like, well, see, that's what we had to do. To weigh the fish, they were in the live well on ice. And so long story short, back to the kill tournament thing, I want to make sure this gets out there. They basically had us put them on ice so we could bring them in, and we kept them in moisture. They were always wet. It was a harvest then, tournament. Yeah, it was a harvest tournament, but they were, they were flaying all those fish and, and uh, donating them. Uh, to locals, they didn't say exactly where they go, but it was a donation deal. They, I wish they so, would have donated them to me. <laughs> We're talking walleye flakes. I've had some ear fish. I would have been there. Yeah. But, but no, it's just it's pretty cool that they did that, you know. And there's just there was no way really to keep them alive. Spencer since shows up with a bib. <laughs> a I heard there. we're having a tournament. Who's that guy over in the corner with the bib on? He's in a Frank's Red Hot sauce. <laughs> and he's drooling over there. Six empty bush lights below him. But yeah, we just you know we just exploded when when the last guy came up there. Didn't have anything to touch us. I mean, we were. He he made the announcements. Well, that's it, folks. We're going to start firming it up. And yep. And we were twenty fifth. And, and you had and the math right. I think you that know? lady and her kids next in the vehicle looked at me funny. Oh, we were screaming. Yeah, we were, we were <laughs> ecstatic. Too. St- I don't want to say stupid, but two, you know, just two uh, Iowa hicks, backwoods redneck, redneck boys coming us. from <laughs> Iowa, going to a lake. Uh, we burned six gallons of gas one day and seven gallons of gas the next day. <laughs> you really all yeah. day. Yeah. We were we were two and a half, three miles from where we had to to dock. Our yeah, main every, trolling run, we could we could see the stoplight on Main Street. Yeah, we could see we could see the water tower. We could see the town. <laughs> I know where to point the boat. Yep. You know, and a lot of those guys, rightfully so, were headed south to where the bait, the forage supposedly goes south sure, in that body yeah, of water, sure. you know. And so that's where the guys went. Everybody was taking 20, 30-mile-an-hour runs down in those waves, and we're just like, no way. And, and yeah. it's no disrespect to them. Absolutely not. No. Uh, no. If, if I would have had 300... 400 horse hanging on the back. I probably would have done them. the same with some yep. sort of nice air seat or spring seat or some sort of yes. seat other than those post seats we sit on in my boat that just literally the kidney your, killers. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> send your tailbone out through your ears. Yeah, you know, hit those. Yeah. I go to the chiropractor Monday when we get back and he says, "Were you in a boat recently?" <laughs> yeah, for like seven yeah. days. <laughs> for as long as I can remember, I have been. And so the funny thing, going back to loving that water and just figuring it out. So Dave knows a guy that grew up up there. He's from Iowa now. He was one of the other angles that was in the top 25 from Iowa. And uh, he told us, what you guys were doing shouldn't even work this time of year. And so we're like, well, well, we don't know any better. <laughs> you know, we're dumb. We haven't fished that up there. We, we've, we're never been, we've never been there. <laughs> Puff yeah, because, you know, he said the bait is all down south, and that's why everybody makes that trip. We went over, and, and day in, day out, we were catching quality fish. We knew we weren't going to win. I'm not dumb. I don't have all that forward-facing sonar. I don't have... Whatever. No, there's guys you, face you that think stuff about right it. Left, if you, know? if you could have brought in, I mean, I started analyzing this. Stuff. Time out. Time out. You could have had the forward-facing sonar. You just had to come pick it up. Yes, you did tell me that. <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's <laughs> not an excuse. I, I, <laughs> but that is for a different style of fishing, and it's hard to use that for trolling lead core. No, I agree. Yes, no, but, but that's not an excuse. Because no. it is here at your disposal. <laughs> and it's going to be in my to, possession here 
You just have to come pick it up. Sonder ain't going to hear that, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) I'll edit that out. Don't worry about that. (laughs) But no, we say go for it. But, you know, those guys, they're loaded to the hilt. They know that water. They got ideas. You know, we're up there. Dave Dave was there a day before me because I was coming back from Tallahassee, Florida for my daughter's graduation. Yeah. You know, I was was road road weary. I'm just going to put it that way. But we got up there. I had two days of pre fishing. That's all I had, two days. There were guys there two weeks. Yeah. They've had an extra day on us. And we I, started I started south. I wanted to eliminate miles water. south. Yeah, and then we yeah. eliminated it real quick, didn't we? Yeah. But, Especially and, when it's And so it's degrees. just funny. That piece of water. <laughs> yeah. That piece of water, though. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have caught that. That shouldn't have worked, you know. Yeah. But were well, you the only ones there's, there? Yes. Yeah. That makes a difference, too. Like, you're fishing fish that aren't getting pressure from anyone else and you have all these boats heading south yep. to the what's supposed to be the place where all the fish are and there's probably is a higher concentration of fish but these are fish that are seeing everything yep, right and you guys yep. went the opposite direction in like you can't you cannot tell me that a hundred percent of them go like no. it's a crickets chirping yeah. lights out so we are catching yeah. well, i think go in the towel i think of fish like people a little bit because we're all animals mm-hmm. yeah and people have tendencies, fish have tendencies, but there's always the exceptions. And, you know, sometimes big fat people make exceptions, and those are the walleyes I'm sure you wanted to catch. <laughs> why, why, why did you I look at look, me when you said that, Spencer? I, I did not look at you. Oh, yes, you did. I want to put that down on paper that I did not look at you, Brad. You made that shit up. <laughs> he did not. I'm just kidding. I just want to troll by a Dairy Queen with a dilly bar. Hanging That's out. Really? <laughs> and it might not be the busy Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, you know? No. We yeah. see, yeah. we use phrases like that all the time. You it's just like need we're, five fat we're fish. We're going, we're going <laughs> yeah. out there. I looked and at you that time, we're Brett. Throwing peanuts at them <laughs> nonstop, and all of a sudden we want that one walleye. We're going to throw them a gumball, <laughs> yeah. and we want them to eat that gumball. Everybody loves mm-hmm. gumballs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I want to go back to the you talking about the rednecks from Iowa. So that reminded <laughs> me. I found out the other day that there is a CrossFit, not world champ, but they got second in the CrossFit games. Her name is Mal. She's 18 years old from Emmitsburg, freaking Iowa. Really? They got second in the nation at as 18 at as an 18 year old in the, like the adult division. Yes. Holy crap! Cross yeah. It. The only person, or she is the youngest person to ever podium, not just get second, but podium. Which from, I'm sure in something like that, they podium like top 10, probably top top six. Top six. Top six. And there's thousands of people yes. in this competition. They podium top six. And I'm probably wrong. So somebody will correct me. But uh, yeah, she, she not Please only. Please correct him because he's wrong a lot. She not only podium, <laughs> she, I, I guarantee it, she got second though. I know that 100%. Yeah. That's what. 18 year old. Emmitsburg, Iowa. Emmitts, Irish Freakenburg, town. Iowa. Irish town. Oh, yes. yeah. I've been there on St. Patty's Day a few times. It's a I great stay time. Stay away from that. Yeah. Town it is St. a great Patty's time. Day. But how crazy is that? That's like you're you just graduate high school and you're like second in the whole country. Yeah. But that's you're the second fittest woman in the country. That's how diverse the country is. You don't have to be from a big city. No, like well, if you bust yeah. your ass, it don't matter right. where you're from. Like yeah. you can have. Success. There's more stories. That, you know, it'd be cool if you're able to keep track. There's more stories of that than you know because there was a kid from. I think he's down in, um, I think maybe Ox, Oskaloosa, Pella area. Anyways, his team had just won the state in basketball two years ago. He's down in Bristol, Tennessee at the Bristol Dirt Nationals. And after winning the state championship, he goes down there at the young age of, I'm assuming he's 16, something like that. And he goes down there and he wins his division, wins his race down there. 
like four or five days after winning the state. There's just so much <laughs> of that. That's a good week. Oh, that man. is a good <laughs> week. <laughs> so there's so much of that kind so of stuff. So that's my plateau at 16. Yeah. And everything else is just downhill. <laughs> For his sake, I, I hope, hope not. not. It's kind of like, kinda like my daughter shooting that 178 inch buck a few years ago. It's yeah. downhill, honey, from here. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're probably not yeah, I, I went black again. bear hunting once, yep. shot a seven and a half footer, and I'll never go black yep. bear hunting again. Yep. <laughs> and that's that, that's one of, so we 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 see eye to eye on so many things but that's that's where we differ yeah if if my first flathead was 70 pounds i would never stop no, it, no. it's just that i've got to travel and and put that much time into an animal i'm not going to do it on bear yeah. again yeah i've done white tail we do it every year i don't en- yeah, yeah. But, i just don't enjoy i didn't court. enjoy it enough yeah I, to I, make that a yearly progression i guess and that's what i was going to get but we at don't is, live where the black bear lives exactly right. if you lived up yes. there but if you if it enjoyed, wasn't a whole week and a that lot would of be your deer hunting. And, yeah but yes. if you loved it so much you would still do it yeah that's my point yes yeah. i just got lucky called it what it is and moved on yeah, yeah. that okay, was my my college yes. graduation present to myself in there is i went bear hunt and Please. i i can relate on so many like not so many but at least a couple things like if I ever catch a big alligator gar, I'll probably never fish for him. So hold on, yeah. wait a minute, hold on, gar. Let's let's stop right here talking about gar. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love talking about the gar. last time I stayed on the sandbar with you guys. Um, I don't know if you remember right, but you caught a gar right before we left, and that's the episode of the video that you did. Yes, when yes. you actually skinned that thing or whatever you do to them and saws all it, got rid of the <laughs> tin snips. Yeah, tin, tin snips. Got rid of the toxic meat that you're talking about. Yep. And you went and tried it, mm-hmm. and I'm so I was with you when you caught that fish, and you went home and you did that video on that, and I'm like. I'm looking. I'm going. Do I do I really know this Spencer guy? He's eating that fish. Well, <laughs> you right. know, this is the type of guy. He and just what, slipped that to us on but a the plate. Funny thing, <laughs> exactly. But the funny thing, Spencer, what did you think of that fish when you ate it? That was not the first time I've had gar. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember. Yeah. But I remember you were talking about just how good it was, though. And man. here I am going, man, you really ate that thing. Yeah. Well, you can't tell them the nuances. There's there's ways to do it. All right, if you clean and cook a gar the way it needs to be clean and cooked. It is probably my top three freshwater fish to eat. Chicken of the sea. It is. And it's got that chickeny type texture even. Really? Um, like eating alligator tail? I mean, they, that they... would be the closest analogy I have is eating alligator mm. tail. Really? Yep. So, and that's delicious. And gar is delicious. How you clean it, you cut it open with tin snips. You can use a sawzall, but you'll gunk up your sawzall, and I ain't doing that to mine. Um, <laughs> So you snip it under the gills, you go around the gill plate to the top and make a nice clean cut, and then you go straight down the back, you peel it open. I, you should probably wear gloves because the, the scales can cut you. Yeah. Um, They're if you're, not smart like, if you're not smart like me, you just peel it open. Uh, <laughs> the, the flays themselves, Pliers. the back straps, you can pretty much just pull off. You don't even need a knife. Like, and that's can, the best part. Yeah. The- in the first place when you peel them off the red and you're attesting to this too i i've never had it no so the the fat i just heard the story several times the fat (laughs) or or red meat is very strongly flavored and it's not good so you cut that fat off but the white meat that remains phenomenal you can you can chunk it up and fry it and there's not a ton of meat so if you're going to keep one keep like three or four or five um you can chunk it up and fry it. You can 
take those strips, marinate them, and barbecue them, it doesn't matter what you do. Treat it like red meat, or actually, no, not red meat. Treat it like chicken, and it's going to be good. So barbecue it, fry it, whatever you want to do. Oh, wow. But it's going to be good. Not now I'm a- I don't even have any gar water close to me. I got to go to the Mississippi River now. Yeah. So just go down to Brad's. <laughs> yeah, they're they're down there too. Don't don't knock it till you try but it, it. But they're the smaller variety. It doesn't the matter. Nose. They're all good. Really? Yeah. Long nose, short nose, gator yeah. gar. They're they're all good. They're all good. We we targeted them on purpose one time. Yeah. So I've targeted them on purpose many so, times. You say so it like it's squirrel a squirrel moment here, you know. Yeah. Okay. We're we're fishing a tournament on the oh, Mississippi. Oh, time out, time out. Let me interrupt your story to tell you a story, then we go back to your okay. story. Um, my trips this last week, Tuesday was all gar. That's uh, what they wanted. Yeah. I, His guide trip. That's what they came to yep, him for. They, they booked a trip with me to catch a gar on the fly. And the most frustrating part was they were throwing these streamers like – there were gar everywhere, and I know where the gar are at. You know, <laughs> got them dialed in. Like I don't, <laughs> I I don't have many things dialed in, but I feel like I got the gar dialed. In. <laughs> and when they were said they wanted Easy to, peasy. they wanted to book a trip for gar. I'm like, oh yes, that'll be no problem. <laughs> so we we pull all up, excited. We pull up behind this brush pile, and there's like fifty gar. Just like doing, you can see them. Yes, they're doing yes. gar things. You put you you put eyes on them, and they're flipping they're most, streamers. They're cigars. Yeah, cigars. <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah, there. that was solid. <laughs> I appreciate. The females that. are cigarettes. <laughs> so they're flipping streamers and poppers and all this stuff at them, and the gar will come up and nip them. Yep, and carry them around, and then you do the the set, the strip set, whatever you missed them. And that was frustrating because they want to get them on a fly. And we switched to bait. We ended up catching like six. So it was no, ended up. How long did you try the fly fishing before you're like, okay, guys, (laughs) let's catch some fish? It was a six hour trip. We fly fish for two and a half hours. That's more than I would have put into it. (laughs) (laughs) Then we went and caught some shad. Then we bait fished and caught half a dozen. I'd I'd have put. So you can target them with actual bait, you could target them with a fly. They picked yeah. up the fly, no problem. I think the problem was if we would have been using like nylon rope flies, yeah. they would have got tangled in their teeth and they probably would have landed a few, but we didn't have any of them yeah. in the boat. Well, that's, that's where they went, my they, story came in because, okay, I mean, it ended up being such high water. I mean, it's like we're pre-fishing where I normally caught water, except I'm looking down at the shelter house roof. Oh, that's high. That's high. That's yeah, high. It's pretty yeah. high. That's high. <laughs> But then in that little backwater, we're trying to catch some current, maybe find some cleaner water kind of a deal. But then there are schools and schools of gar surfacing. They love fields. When the water gets high, they just move up into fields. Well, I mean, there weren't any corn tassels coming through. I mean, we're still like in the woods. But there's lots of different fields. Right. It could be a corn field. It could be a bean field. It could be a CRP field. Or a tree field. Or a tree field. Or outfield. I'd use the the chimney of the shelter house and try to ice fish them. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's actually a good idea. I got one. And you wouldn't want to catch a camper out there. (laughs) But, I mean, so it's like, well, we're not catching any fish. Let's just mess around with these guys for a while. So, actually, you know, we're taking shoelaces off and then ripping, shredding the shoelaces. It worked good. It worked good. They tied. I mean, we put it like a three, four inch. Chunk on a number eight hook and shit. You should have told me that last <laughs> week. <laughs> we would have had a gar on the fly. They they tangled up. 
in it. I mean, it's like they tied themselves in a knot. So these guys... (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) These guys were the first ones to ever put a a fly-caught fish in the boat. So the first... They booked two days. The first day was for... They really wanted a wiper. Right. And we were there, but the trick was getting close enough to be able to cast a fly to them, but not being so close to you spook them. Yeah. And it was just like a balancing act. It's kind of wiper fish. Some trout <laughs> stealthiness. Yeah, but in a 20-foot John boat, that's I mean, just I'm trick. Gonna roll cast That kind of takes the ninja effect out of it. Right. right. <laughs> Coming up in this tank and trying to be quiet. If that's the, what it feels like. It's if the tank. pajama suit comes out, we're done. I'm not... No more ninja fishing. So moral of the story is we threw whopper ploppers at them after the first day. Effective. Yeah. And then the second day they wanted gar on the fly, and then I already told you that story. But had we had the shoelaces, we had them. We had the shoelaces. (laughs) Just did not have the knowledge of the shoelace effectiveness. You only know what you know. There's your dick off tip of the day. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad you're here, Dave. (laughs) If I can input anything, there you go. Yes, yes. It's not everything walleye. It's, we got to have fun, too. You know? Absolutely right. Hey, Brad, talk about your hair a little bit. My hair. Well, it's thinning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't have to go that route, but if you want to. Back uh, in 72. No. <laughs> yeah. 69, actually. As well. The hair's in the 80s, though, isn't that it? That is correct, yes. So, long story short, uh, back in December, I got a phone call for uh, our high school's Hall of Athletic Hall of Fame that I was going to be inducted, so I thought that's pretty cool, and I thought... One thing I can bring back uh, from the 80s uh, certainly wasn't going to be my weight. Uh, <laughs> wasn't going to be my fitness. Um, probably wasn't even going to be my style, but uh, I knew I could bring back hair. Sure. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to bring some 80s with me. So now I've kind of grown out the mullet a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It looks good. It does. Yeah. And with a hat on. And you say. <laughs> For, for that redheaded child. And a face mask. You're looking pretty good, everybody. You know? Had a face mask. You really got it going on, buddy. But, so so the, the, the you say thinning hair, and for an older gentleman like yourself, I would oh, say Jesus. I would say your hair is not that So high. do me a favor. Follow me into Casey's. Stand behind me in line to pay and look up at the safety camera footage. You'll see what I'm talking about. My last video I put out was... Old Sammy. Yeah. I did the old, uh, or I did a montage of B roll. And during the montage of B roll, I did a zoom in of the bald spot on the top <laughs> of his head. Well, I'm a little I, taller than you, so you're going to have to get some kind of elevation on your he camera. He was sitting down. Yeah, yeah Sam one, was so. sitting down. Sam's like six, six, seven. Six, seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm more six, two. But yeah. yeah, Sam's a giant. Yeah, yeah like we just, call him uh, Sam Squatch because yeah. he just, just unbelievably a mountain big. of a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, to, when he was driving the boat, I had the perfect shot on the top of his head. <laughs> he loves you for it, too, I'm sure. Yeah. He, he hasn't, I don't think he must have watched it because I haven't got a, a message or anything. But he listens to the podcast, so I'll probably get, he'll probably watch it after he listens to this. Yes. And then I'll, then I'll get the text. You son of a... <laughs> yes. I look forward to it. I look forward yeah, to it. absolutely. It's just more content. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So Brad, you um, you're a little bit of a singer. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Do yeah. we get the money out now? <laughs> Look up uh, Brad Person on YouTube. He's yeah. got some. He's got some nice original songs that are Absolutely. amazing. So Brad, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but see that ball cap behind you. Oh yeah. 
Jesse Daniel? I, I, I know Jesse. I'm, he's, I follow him on Facebook. Okay. Yep. Even yeah. better. We had him in the boat two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. I took him out on my boat. I heard yeah. you saying that you thought he was going to come with you on the last podcast. Yeah, and he did. Cool. And he just came on a scouting trip, which yep. was a poor scouting trip. It was horrible. Yeah. The water was flowing backwards, and it was thick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's only because the wind was it was not good. That's it, too. Like yeah. The wind was stronger, way stronger than the current was. It was and not good. I felt was. horrible. Hey, funny squirrel moment. When you start talking about wind blowing upriver, okay. you know, we come down and visit Brad and Monica one time, and I had a great idea of going kayaking down the river. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't tubing. want any tubing, <laughs> tubing kayak. Well, That's way yeah. worse. We got the tubes. <laughs> Everybody else got kayaks. <laughs> Now hour gonna, and a half later, or like three hours later, here comes a young man in a kayak. I think was it Theron's son or a friend of his, or yeah, yeah his however boy, you know, his boy. because me, my wife, and my daughter We're are probably going upstream. back up towards the forty-four. <laughs> it probably would have been quicker know? to go back up and actually pick them up at the boat ramp than it would have to go get them and bring them down to my house. Oh, geez, stiff but wind, thirty-five out of the. I south. think there's white caps on that lake. Now you know. Or that river, I mean, I won't yeah. tube down the. Yeah. Yeah. I won't tube down that river ever again <laughs> kayaks only yeah this yeah. spring you could have because it was going fairly decently this spring, yeah, there spring was some was. water yeah. this spring yeah there was a decent amount of water this right spring. now it is it. not no. <laughs> so the only thing i was mad about is the cooler was tied to a kayak um, <laughs> it was gone two or three bends down the river yeah. Like, yeah. beverages my smoky <laughs> treats you learned my... two you, you learned two things one don't sit in the tube. And two, if you're stuck in the tube, tie yourself to the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they won't leave you then. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not. It's mistake once. Yeah. yeah. I learned my lesson. Yep. He's never been back, even though we've invited him. I don't get it. <laughs> so We're always busy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what do we got to do to get some singing out of you? Uh, probably get on YouTube, like Ryan said. Okay. <laughs> no, really. If you like, he's got a lot of songs about you know, like dirt track racing and. Yeah, and I got one some, called uh, Dirt and Steel. That's true. That's some, right, right. And some. Uh, he's a big trapper, so he's got a lot of like outdoors themed. So songs just and, just cut me your favorite verse to give everybody a sample, and so what they know what to expect when they go search your name on YouTube. Just a verse. Uh, you a put single me in the verse. Spot. I got. I have to think of one. Child now. of the eighties. We'll, we'll That's come back. Recent. That should be floating right yeah. up top. Yeah. yeah, right behind the mullet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, True. you think about it. We'll come back. Yeah. Child of the eighties is on YouTube for sure. I mean, yeah. so long story short, that particular song is about um, me, child of the eighties. Clearly, yeah. and with that Hall of Fame thing, I had a lot of athletic pictures and old pictures pulled out, mullet pictures. You know, yeah. so on and so forth. Child of the 80s. And that's what that whole song is about. It's kind of like a journey from, you know, in my youth, my high school days. You know, that starts out high school days were the time of my life. You know, they made me who I am. That's the first mm-hmm. verse yeah. of the song. And it's true. And so uh, there's another spot in there that said, uh, uh, moved in from the hall because the teacher said she'd let me back in. I got booted out of class almost every day because <laughs> I was a pain in the butt. <laughs> and so in the video, I actually have the little letter from my teacher right after I got let back into class. So <laughs> on that verse, I've got the words written in there so you can read them. And then there's that little letter from my teacher that said, if he keeps this up, he's going to be a joy to have in the classroom. <laughs> so you you're know. always a joy. So that's, us. that's it. Like give us a verse. And so you can, people can know what to expect. <laughs> 
So you're a performer. I'm, perform. No, I'm, a, I'm a recorder, and, and yeah. I just go from one song to another. Unfortunately, so I don't. I mean, in, in my brain, my brain isn't working right now for that. So I might be able to do it before we're done. Here. All right, yeah. think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you but, something. But really, look it up on YouTube. He's got some great oh, original I, songs. I enjoy it. Are, the yeah. channel, my channel, it's got a little bit of trapping on it. It's got a little. Hey, bit of fishing. we can't talk about it if you're not gonna sing. I just had poop in a group. You, you sing or we move on. Dave's down there with a 45-inch muskie from one of the bodies of water in Iowa. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of cool stuff in the trapping, uh, yeah. you know, fishing, songs, whatever. That's kind of my life. So. It's good things. Sure, sure. It's good stuff. Absolutely. So I was back in it after 25 is what it says because I got back into trapping 25 years after I quit. Yeah. So that's why I named it that. Oh, I so, thought he was cutting out a rap there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. Went do from rap. Jesse Daniels to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse Daniels, old school country. I mean, he's and awesome. Eminem's oh, are yes, delicious. Yes, yes, yes. and yes, Eminem's are. are delicious. Yes. Um, how so? As recreational anglers, I'm talking to you, Dave, not Brad, till he's ready to sing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pressure. Do we have a dunce cap? <laughs> Tin foil. You should be used to the dunce. He's cap. the one seeing yeah. lights in the sky. Yeah. Yep. Um, People, including myself, think of walleye fishermen overall as the snobbiest group of anglers. Pump the brakes. <laughs> that's what I wanted to hear. Elaborate. I, it, this I don't is, know where to go with that. Cause like, all right, let me, I, I had to get with Okay, with you Spencer. think about it. He'll no, say no, you'll yeah, give your response. Right, but, Spencer, yeah. how so, are you? <laughs> so like on the way down, I'm listening to one of your podcasts. Yes. And on it, somebody was, I don't remember if it was Ryan or somebody had the question of, you know, I love walleye cheek meat. Cheek meat's delicious. Yes, and the other are. guy goes, yes. we're not going to talk about that. Who I don't remember that one. I think that was Kenzie. Well, he, Maybe. no. Because no. he would want to talk about like, that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. These guys mainly target whisker fish. No, that's not true. So people, <laughs> think, people <laughs> think of me as the flathead guy, and I love flatheads. They are my favorite fish in the world. Sure. But I love walleyes. I love wipers. I love smallmouth bass. See, I, you know I what? love channel cats. You're a walleye guy, and you could catch the crap out of walleyes in a river. You yeah. put me on a river and try to catch walleyes, I might luck into a couple of them here sure. and there, but I'm not going to go like you Treble and catch walleyes. Out. We just lucked into five, <laughs> and about its 25th, and that's a river. Yes, that's true. But it's got a well, is Oahe a river or, res- or it's a reservoir? reservoir. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a reservoir. It's a damned up river. Yeah, Still got the river, but yeah. it's not a river. They fished in the river. Everybody else fished in the reservoir. They're <laughs> right in the channel. <laughs> we were actually fishing in a creek, creek. arm. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's, I mean, to some they probably hold their head a little high and too puffy chested. But I'm not that way. I don't want to well, be. Well, I'm not guy. saying you guys you know, are, but, but I'm just but talking I would say, about the group as a whole. I would say that people they like carry that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. I will agree. There are a lot of people that. Especially when we're out there, they like to be looked at. I'm, I don't want to knock anybody down. That's not my job. I don't want to put anybody down. But you can tell their thing is to be looked at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the day, we just went and did our thing. There's nothing special. We went and did our thing, and it turned out good, okay? That's, it that's it was our thing because it's what we could do with yeah, what we had. Exactly. You know, stuff like that. And in listening to but, a friend of Dave's, you know, from, uh, from uh, up there in South in there? Dakota, you know, he... Uh, he basically said, you know, guys, congratulations. And he said, you know, you sent a lot of guys home with their tail between their legs. 
Yeah, you know, I, I got it. That's gotta, not that's not what we went up there for. Don't no, get me wrong. Absolutely not. But we'd have had the same amount of fun if we got twenty sixth. Exactly. Hey, yeah. time out. We just would have saved out. a little more. I got money. a. I, I got a story. <laughs> so I got a story that has to interject yours and then carry on whatever you want to say. Um, but there was a tournament, a catfishing tournament that I did not participate in, but I helped out in. I ran the weigh-ins. And there were some guys who showed up and weighed some fish in. And one of the people who was helping facilitate said, wow, you're going to really piss some people off with the quality of fish that you caught. And after she said that, they go, that's what we do. Like all, all <laughs> ominous and shit. And I just about lost my mind. Was it a phrase? And, and you probably know some of these guys. I mean, but, but there's this a fact. This is catfishing. This no, is, but this I, is this not is the, catfishing. the quotation snobby walleye guys. No, hang on. Because this okay. quotation, I think, came from a snobby catfish guy. Group. I've never heard that phrase before, but I but like it. it. But <laughs> you're going to like it because I think. On the start of the show, or they had a show at one time, or something or another. I mean, I'm probably way off with this phrase, but it was, we fish for the fish that eat the fish that you fish for. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know. It's just trying to pr- bring that sense of superiority to oh, a group yeah. that has never been superior. Yes. Right. But And it's a marketing strategy, and I totally get what they're doing. And you, up here in the geography, you have an overlap. You have yes. catfish guys. You have musky guys. You have walleye this, guys. This is you have the crappie guys. This is the melting pot. <laughs> yes, that love. I think their yeah. arrogance is a little high at times too. <laughs> <laughs> Your fish was fourteen inches. Get off my back, okay? <laughs> you see this? I pulled this eight incher out of her belly. <laughs> well, that just factors into what you're talking about. Like yeah. one of the biggest catfish I've ever hooked in my life was on a sixteen-inch crappie. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that's or a three pound bass. That segues into a story. Well, it was a good one. It wasn't yeah. even that big. You know? Forty something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's forty. Yeah. I caught a forty three on a three pound largemouth. That's a pretty good fish. Yeah. So there's a guy up in Minnesota. This, the one on the crappie was way bigger. <laughs> He's actually a guide up there now, but he had a program for a couple of years and it was under Linder Media. So mm-hmm. Al Linder obviously is yep. part of it. Well, towards the end of it, evidently he must have known his show was coming to an end, and they're sitting on a boat, uh, up on a nice big body of water in Minnesota talking smallmouth fishing catches a big old smallmouth reeling it in all of a sudden he can't reel anymore and uh he's like okay something happened i'm pretty sure either a musky got involved here we got tangled up in something then it started to move again so he knew he had a musky and so by the time it was all said and done they pulled this fish that they originally caught up and al lindner netted this fish uh half in half out and unfortunately fortunately the half in was just a bit bigger than the half out so they got it in the boat he caught a 22 inch smallmouth that was inhaled by a 56-inch musky. Oh, boy. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> Those two oh, fish oh, oh. are on display in uh, uh, oh, the Brainerd, Mills Baxter. Fleet Farm up in Baxter, Minnesota. Uh, and right. they are up there. And that is the biggest fish I've ever heard of somebody catching that it got engulfed by another fish. Um, just that's impressive. Blow that out yeah. of the water right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> there I was. <laughs> there I was. And, and there I thought Spencer said there weren't arrogant fishermen <laughs> out there. I, I don't know what did I miss here. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm gonna preface this story with another story. Not a story, but just like the preface. Carry on. <laughs> the preface is, and this is one thing I have to fight on a regular basis. Is like. 
somebody will bring up something that happened to him that's basically out of the ordinary. Yes. Right. Yes. And then the fact that I'm on the water three times more than someone who considered like you have a person who fishes a lot and they fish like a hundred days a year and I'm on the water like three times that much. So all these stories that they have, they're like, oh, my God, this was nuts. And this I'm is like, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And I've seen it six times. So <laughs> It just happens. So most of them I just keep to myself, but because this is a podcast, like, I'm going to share it out. Um, <laughs> you had this instance where this seven-pound smallie got ingested by this 50-pound muskie, and that's nuts. You know, that's super crazy. This is fresh water now. You must be going to the salt. <laughs> Well, we can, or we can stay in the fresh. Oh, like okay. I told you, I have six stories. Like, sure. which one do you want? We're going to do both. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. So I've seen the 22-inch walleye get ate by the 50-plus-inch muskie, and I would have got it had I had a net, but I didn't have a net, so it got away. You need but a billy club. That would have worked, too. Did, um, did you bring a flayed muskie into, or did he... Or the walleye? Did you get the walleye at least, or did he take? We got it? the walleye. Did you say filleted? Yeah, he wasn't. You the filleted walleye? The muskie did not have the muskie did not have a fillet knife with him. Well, they got several. <laughs> the walleye had ventilated sides. I guess yeah. is kind of where we're going with this. So I hear the muskie taste really good. I've, I've never eaten kind of like spotted owl. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never had it myself, owl or. <laughs> Or musky, but they say it's a sweeter meat. <laughs> so I've seen the musky thing happen, never with a seven-pound smallie. But I've also seen a six-foot blacktip shark get hit by what would be a 10- to 13-foot tiger shark wow. oh boy. on the way in. And it's interesting, at least that instance was, because you hook it on a large pen senator, which is old-school technology, but it's still a winch. Yes. You know? yes. Like, this is a 14-aught. This is... The same side plate, same frame as the biggest reel that was made in the last 60, 70 years. Yeah, they use and the same cable I have on my come-along. Yes. <laughs> 130 pound Dacron topped with 200 pound mono. Sure. Could have been this instance. So you hook a six foot shark that weighs 100 to 150 pounds and you literally just crank it in. So yeah. it's like know, a Volkswagen Beetle. You just. Yeah, wrenching it up. Yep, yep. And <laughs> gas up the generator. We need more juice. <laughs> you know you got something, and you're just cranking it in, and then suddenly 200 yards of line just melts off your reel. Oh boy! <laughs> and 200 yards, not 200 feet. 200 yards. 200 yards. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. You're like we zigged when we should have zagged. Yes. Dude. Something wow. went awry. Dude. 600. Dude. 600 feet or Sit more. In, boys. Yeah. That's that's a rough estimate. I ch- tend to err on the the smaller side. You do a lot. Yeah. So yeah. it could be. 300 i don't know it was a lot and it was fast it was just like gonzo and then it stops and you continue to crank it in and what was almost lifeless is now completely lifeless and you get this shark in and it's the only thing keeping it from being in two pieces is this thin membrane of tissue between the tail and the head (laughs) And that is, that is it. You now have a jointed shark lure at that yeah. point. Yeah. And you that's where Rappola got the idea. Exactly. And, and the, the one piece apparently works better. <laughs> and then the whole time, I'm assuming you had charter captain. That's probably from the bank. This is from the bank. Yeah. This is right off the beat. Yeah. Actually, it was off a of jetty. Really? Yeah. So, well, that's one thing, too, is people say 
shark fishermen draw sharks to the beach. No, they're there. That's why they're fishing. Sure, they're fish. Yeah, they, you you can catch just as big a shark off the beach. Granted, it's more work because you got a kayak. And, they might get used to the bait getting thrown out there and the smell and the food and all that. Possibly. See, oh, yeah. I mean, they're already there. Maybe they're already there. You're talking like how immense the entire ocean is. You're not pulling sharks from 50 miles offshore into the beach. And how much dead bait is floating around the ocean at all times? Yes. yes. You know what I mean? And trash. Yes. I mean, casualties are a common thing in the ocean. Well, especially around those big (laughs) cities. If if it's anything like lakes, local lakes here, um, you know, you got lights in those cities. And what gets the bait fish gets drawn in at night to that light. You know, yeah. so I'm sure those sharks are coming into that too. They it's have all them. got a f- fish with like the same concept. Well, they're out there to kill yeah. something and eat it. You know, yes, they're all the that's exactly there. right. They so, just want to live to see so, tomorrow. Yep. One interesting sea thing fish. about big sharks is big sharks don't seem to congregate around people. At least the big sharks I'm used to. So that'd be tiger. Jaws did. Yeah. Yeah, it's on a movie, so it has to be true. Uh, <laughs> They don't like barrels, though. I've picked that up. (laughs) (laughs) But tiger sharks, hammerheads, tend to, like, remove themselves from large concentrations of people. And the places where I've had the most success, granted, this is like a small sample size. Like, there's always exceptions. But from my experiences, the places where I've ran into the most large sharks are uninhabited islands. Yes. Like, you've gone out for a week at a time on an island that... Is just you. Yeah. It's Well, you and your buddies. Yeah. And yep. there's nobody who lives there. There's no houses. There's no swimmers. There's occasional people who take their boat and come out there. but Or crazy shark guys that spend a week out there. That's it. That's about it. That's it. <laughs> and that's and you got to catch your bait. And Well, you got to catch your bait no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's one cool thing about shark fishing now is, and I'm bringing this up a lot in the podcast, but I guess it was such a big part of my life for so long. Um Anyway, sh- you can buy shark bait now that you never used to be able to. Like, you can go buy dinner plate size stingrays at a bait shop, which gets you like two trophic levels above where you normally started. Dude, you, when it comes, stingrays are like the game changer. Stingrays, if you have stingrays, you can catch a thirteen foot shark. Really? If it's dinner plate size, if it's uh, we call them car hoods, you know, like your hundred fifty pounders that you turn into f- like six baits. The whatever, all of those will catch your big fish. Huh. Wow. I went to school today and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Hopefully I passed. Well, I saw the short bus. I assumed you were headed there. Are you ready to sing yet? Almost I've here. been talking this story just hoping you've been building up this whole time. Uh, I have been, but that's from the fish earlier. Oh. <laughs> that's the other end. So back to arrogance. Gotta help him hit Most them deep walleye notes. guys. <laughs> probably do carry an arrogance to them to the do you think average fisherman like if you if you have a hundred walleye guys you're gonna say at least 51 of them are arrogant probably in the walleye world like tournament world you're talking yeah like i mean a normal walleye angler i would say almost at lake erie is the same way like i mean they are cocky it's like you're going into a body of water that if you don't have your six-man limit by noon, you freaking suck. But but they're so cocky about. Oh, that, I got a arrogance. Inches. So did if you're everyone gonna else be, out here. <laughs> if you're going to be arrogant about it, better be able to back it up. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. it's like playing football. If you're going to be an yeah. arrogant football player, come across the line. 
it's funny, <laughs> it's exactly. it's funny that you say that because you know you watch <laughs> and you can cross it. You watch this guy go out and he'll catch a pass, right? And he'll get up and do this fancy dance. Look at me, you know, yeah. all the cameras on him. And the next one, he gets stuffed in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, and that's the best play. Yeah. Well, the thing so, is, is that, that pretty right. much eradicates your need to be the flash guy. Yeah, you're getting paid millions of dollars a year to yeah. catch that stupid little brown piece yeah. of leather. Is that dance worth the punishment you're going to get by the end of the fourth it quarter? <laughs> Depends on who you're playing. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I had a cousin who brought up this point, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, he said, why don't the offensive linemen celebrate every time they complete a block till the whistle Yeah, they pancake block somebody. Or yeah, so, they'd, yeah. They'd be, they'd, most of them, they'd be celebrating eight out of ten times, and they'd be tired. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the defensive end makes a nice move on a tackle and gets, gets a sack, sack. Yeah. and he loses his mind. Yeah, I'm not opposed to celebrations in the NFL because I think it makes a nice highlight and it brings attention. I like team celebrations. I don't like look at me celebrations. Exactly. That's just how I am. Exactly. Yes. I get that. I get that's, that. That's how I am. I mean, you, there's no reason you can't get up. You know, high five guys. You know, yeah. smack your fist. You a, know, whatever. A fourth you and do. short, you you, you know, stop them. Yep. You know, your your team gets the ball back. That's something to celebrate. But the guys yeah. that stand there and they fold their arm and strike that pose. You know, they fold their arm, strike the pose. Look at me. I mean, give me a break. Next <laughs> next time you're just gonna get smacked and your cleats are gonna be laying there and you're gonna be thirty yards down the field. Yeah, you got yeah. smoked. You it know? does happen a lot. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it just, you know, just leave that alone. Yep. Arrogance isn't my game, and I know it's not any no. of our games. You know, and and I'm not going to say it never comes off as being arrogant. Yeah, none of us ever know. You know, the other thing sometimes arrogant to Ryan, especially. Yeah, he's mainly just a dick. I mean, that's that's here's the thing. I think sometimes to people who don't know any better, um, being good at something can also be seen as arrogant. Yeah. Yes. And Accomplishments are yes. not always judged yep. by the way they no. should be. No, yeah, I agree. With yeah, that. if you're good, people will know it. You don't need to tell them. Exactly right. Yeah, that's the greatest quote of all freaking time. Yeah. And I heard that mm-hmm. so much growing up. Yeah, like if you're good, people will tell you're good. Yep. You don't yeah. have to tell them. You, you don't need to convince yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. they'll know. No. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's just I guess kind of how I try it's to. Just. We went out there with our goal, you know, of we're going to make the top 25. That's our goal. That's what we want We're to not do. going to yep. win. Yes. We want to make the top we're, 25. And we're going to have a step back, blast like, doing it. Even if you were going to win, who gives a shit? It's like if you're going to win and then you tell everyone you're going to win and then you win and then you tell everyone how amazing it is that you won, that's arrogance. It is. Yeah. But if you go to win and you're not a douchebag about it yeah. and then you don't win – no big deal. Like you get twelfth instead of first, or you get twenty fifth instead of first. Yeah, right. Who gives a and shit? And you threw out every freaking piece of knowledge, piece of situational information yeah. that you owned, and you got twenty fifth. Mm. That's something to hang your freaking hat on. I can oh, t- it is. I can tell you this: I've done a lot of walleye fishing, and I've never fished in seventy four feet of water. Exactly where that right. fish came from that yes. you're talking about. Uh, no, I've 70. never even come close. So the deepest yeah. walleye I ever caught is forty five feet. Yeah. So prior to this year, the deepest I ever caught a catfish was 83 feet, which is bizarre, right? Yes. Do they make it when they come up or no? Are they? Yeah, they're fine. I wonder why the walleye they adjust faster out or something. Yeah, they, yeah. big well, airbag in them. Fight. You don't like, have walleyes to. Walleyes don't actually yeah. fight, and the fish I fish for actually fight. So <laughs> that might be now. I, yeah, I think. <laughs> what our was air- the subject <laughs> we were talking about earlier? Uh, arrogance. But the mass definition. Of the it. mass of the fish that he's talking about, and the mass of the fish that you're talking about, are 
substantially yeah. different. Oh, absolutely. That well, probably has something to do with the gas. talk about reality. To the gas so, exchange reality, and stuff like that. We talked about the reels, how you use the same reels I use for, yeah. wall, for a 10-pound wall and then I use for a 50-pound catfish. Like, that you're going to crank in a 10-pound dirt faster than you're going to crank in a 50. So, yeah. Yes but we no. also I mean, play we, it a we lot. We give them a, yeah, because the last softer. thing you want to do is rip a hook out of their mouth. Well, and if you're pulling cranks, treble hooks, you got to play soft. Uh, absolutely. Especially yeah. if you're using, I mean, I, I love those <laughs> Berkeley hooks, you know. They, they have that little, they come in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But they got to be big. So, for example, a hook difference between a number seven and number nine on those for us we went ahead and changed some of our back hooks on the sevens to the nine hooks mm-hmm. because we had a 24 inch or 22, 24 inch, something like I that. I think it was bigger. I saw it. it. it could oh, we have. talked about this. <laughs> but off the back of the boat, we had it. It was like the half hour before we were going in. We had a 10 feet, you know, 10 feet probably behind where the net was. Yeah. And it got off and it was on a number seven. And we had a small hook on at that point. That thing had, had, had a that. tail like a ribeye. It was huge. Well, I've eaten a lot of ribeyes. You got six ounces. You got <laughs> sixteen. Ooh. Ooh, that's a hell of a tail. That's a hell well, of I like those tail. hooks, but you just—I think I might, I've learned for the future that I'm probably if I'm going to fish for the seven. The funny thing is, we were using elevens, thinking big bait, big fish, right? Yeah. And uh, sometimes, sometimes. But yeah. the funny thing is, I think what the biggest fish we caught on the number elevens was what thirteen-inch walleye and about two thousand of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all we could catch on the number 11 was a 13-inch walleye. There's a ton of 13-inch walleyes in that lake for some reason. We used the 9, and all of a sudden, the game changed. Got a 19-inch sauger out there on a flat. So to, to re- <laughs> revisit... That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, with a broken back. <laughs> yeah. So to revisit everything we just went over, um, my deepest catfish was 83 feet. This year, I caught one out of 107. Um, and it was 50-plus. Is that lake yeah. water or river water? It was lake. Wow. Um, lake, Tennessee River Lake ish. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee River Lake. Um, so that was neat. And then, um, as far as the big bait, big fish thing goes, it's so much seasonal with flatheads. So the fish that I target the most and pay the most attention to, there is times of year where a small small bait will catch you a big fish. Well, anytime they're eating a small bait could catch you a big fish. Yeah. But there's times a year where a small bait is just as good as a big bait. So, and then there's then there's times a year where you want that big bait. Like you want that two to three pound. The difference bait. between kind of some maybe what you're doing versus what we do sometimes, those small baits don't work very well putting a big hook on them. You can well you're you talking know. action. Well but that yeah. translates to live baits too, because you does, don't right? want to put a giant ass hook on a live bait. Yeah. On a small live bait. Yeah. Even though your hookup percentage is higher because You're a flathead has a mouth like the, a five-gallon bucket, right. but they'll eat a bait that's four inches long at times. So even though your 10-aught hook is going to have a higher hookup percentage, you can't use it because right. your bait's so small. Yeah, Same chance concept. of chance of the bait re-hooking is pretty high. But those well, hooks on a little number five or number seven, they you know especially when they turn in like that, that's a little small. Yeah. We, I just, we, yeah. learned, we learned the hard way. Yeah, but if you put a big enough hook on, then it destroys your action. That's right. To yeah. a point. There's a balance. Yep. Sacrifice for quality. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to lose the ones you, you get. You know, even the same mm-hmm. lure, too, yeah. you know, the wobble's different when they change sizes. I That's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like you change the size of the hook, you change the action of the lure, and yeah. sometimes the action of the lure is the reason they get bit. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. that seemed to work for us well with a number nine up there. Yep. Seven. We, we only caught one fish on a seven that was a walleye, and 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 a bunch of little ones on elevens. But the nines, 
Nines was our ticket. They were gold. Yeah. So it's funny how that works. Now you talk about you talk about refining your plan, you know, because we started with fives, sevens. We tried shad. I mean, we tried regular shad baits. You know, we ended mm-hmm. up with flicker minnows. That's what yeah. we were using. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, what do you? And then a tournament, you don't have time to figure that crap out. No, you know what I mean. Not when you only fish two or three days. And then we donate tackle. We donated two dozen crankbaits. Oh, Oh, absolutely. So then, then it's what do we got to the wives? (laughs) Would you run to Aberdeen, South Dakota, and buy us some because there's none in town? So there's something, and and I know this kind of maybe a little off topic, but it's not meant to be. Our wives at that tournament were so awesome to us because. We were hoping where we were that second day would be good enough to get us to third because top 25 went to the third. Yeah. And the two crankbaits we had, we had lost enough of them that I was really nervous about the next day. Yes. Like, and so our wives take off from Mobridge and they go clear over to Aberdeen, which is an hour and 45 minutes away, and search all the potential tackle outlets out there. And they, we didn't get any of the other ones. The, we were using the Silver Pearl that was working well. But they brought us back some others, and then the shiny perch that we were, shiny fire tigers, what it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah. Um, they got us about a half a dozen of those. So, oh, clutch. Kudos. Oh, and, and they, yes. they made lunch yeah. for us. They, they did so much. I mean, you don't understand that, just how I, awesome it was. To have I never felt like yes. a king until awesome I was out there way. for that. I mean, yeah. they treated us like kings. And, yep. and they're the so, Monica. Sandra, yeah, you know, from from Dave and Brad, you know, thanks for everything on that trip. That's it was awesome, awesome. Yeah. That's and that solid. just helps make the memory that much it does. solid. Well, I was glad yeah. we got to take our wives. I mean, yes, we even got to take them to the rules meeting. They got shirts. They there's not too many people's wives running well, around sh- with. Yeah. Maybe MTC keep that story <laughs> a little under vocalized, but whatever. <laughs> they had shirts. Yeah, big proud. All they did MTC was walk up shirts. in line. He asked what size. They didn't go up and do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. No nothing. They just walked through the line like everybody else. He said what size and threw them a shirt. So <laughs> they've got NTC shirts, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. As walleye guys, I have a really good question to follow up Uh-oh. with you. Um, this is also from Kentucky Larry. He literally just sent it. <laughs> Kentucky Larry is he's been sending some messages the last probably the last two weeks. He sent a lot of them, but he's really up in his game a up little in bit. His game <laughs> he has some good weeks. ones, and, yeah. and they're good. They are yes. good. Yeah, yeah. So his question is, and he said, "This comes from someone who has only been a passenger in a boat, but never the driver." What is proper boating etiquette for when you are passing another boat or kayaker anchored or drifting? I always hear people bitching about what others are doing, but never heard someone's opinion on what's best to do. Step one, flip them off. (laughs) (laughs) And then throw them a beer. (laughs) An empty one. (laughs) So it's like bad and bad. So now, I mean... I don't know that there's a right answer to that because you I, know, really, without, I do. I'm pretty strong. Uh, well, one of the here's here's the, here's the thought. One of the bodies of water that we fish a lot has a very big narrow in it. It's a it's it's a it's a narrow area, and people fish that narrow area. If you slow down, you're going to rock the crap out of their boats yes. when you go through that. There. That's which right. they want you to do. They ask you to slow down, so on and so forth. But if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to slow down. It's stop. idle. Now, on the flip side yeah, of that, when you go flying ahead. through there, you certainly, well, the if you're going, just go. I'll take that wave any day. That's right, not near out, the wave. Time out. Let me explain what freaking happens here. And what, people <laughs> are stupid a, about this. Thanks for the question, sir, from Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky Larry. Stirring yes, Larry. the pot. <laughs> Larry, you're the man. Okay. This is what pisses me off because it pisses people off for reasons beyond their even comprehension. They so we're just you, all pissed. Yeah, for dumb reasons. 
They uh, want you to slow down. This is a guy who has a kayaking background, a wade fishing background, a bank fishing background, a boat fishing background. Like, if there is a way to catch a fish, I'm going to do it if I think it's the best way to catch the fish. For that like, situation. Like hang every, gliding? Is that a possibility? <laughs> hand gliding? I've no, hand, hang gliding. Like, come in and then just troll it behind your heel it. or something. Hang gliding? <laughs> Hand lining. I've hand fished. You know, like hand lining is fun. I've never done it. Oh, you've yeah. done it on the river, I'm sure. Yeah, you? yeah oh, I haven't yeah. done it, but he's done it over yeah. Missouri yeah. or Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. I'm. We'll like, teach you. Like we're gonna go tie back a lure to, the, to your toe. The hang <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm scared of heights. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> but anyway, like the reality of the situation is, I've never hand glided, but I've done all of these other things. And when you slow a boat down, if you're on plane and you stop. You're gonna, your boat's going to sink down in the water, mm-hmm. and you're going to create a and pressure push. wave. And the waves that you're making on plane might be a foot, and then you take it off throttle, and suddenly you're making three-foot waves. Right. So the only way to alleviate that is to either stay on plane, plane or stop your boat from a large distance away where those pressure waves dissipate before you idle on by. Right. So... When you're coming around a river bend and you see people in a kayak... It's usually too late. Yes. That's yes. my point. So yeah. it's too late. So just stay on freaking plane. Yeah. Just do it. If there's yeah. plenty of room to get pass nervous, safely... People get nervous because of the speed factor with a prop behind it. Even though you may be plenty far away from it's them. It's behind think, it, not 20 feet to I think the people side get nervous it. about the speed factor and thinks that's the non-safe portion of it. If you slow yeah. down and you get hit by a boat, you probably got a chance to, you know, to not have an issue. That's probably how people see it, but like you just said, don't stand. If, in if front I'm in of a the little boat. flat bottom, or if I'm in a little, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't little have been there. Kayak. I think <laughs> that that leaving a 19 foot walleye boat on plane is the best answer for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I yep. stay a hundred feet away. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Yes. Bullhead. Bullhead. Bush latte. <laughs> it works. No. So more Good of the story. I'm saying. As long as you have scanned the entire area, have 100% confirmed you're not going to hit anybody, stay on plane at a legal legal distance, because there is a legal oh, distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay at that legal distance away, stay on plane, don't hit anybody, and keep don't, the waves. Don't be a jet away. skier. Don't spin a donut in front of me. Dude, the most problems I've had have been with boats. Really? Yeah. I haven't had that many problems with jet skis. And then jet skis don't even make that big a wave, so I don't give a shit. Nah. It's, it's just uh, sometimes how, how close they will get to you and don't give two craps about the operation. Or they like, think it's cool. It's like a two-year-old yeah. pushing the boat. They're not all that way, but you I've, get some I've that had way more issues then. with 42-foot cigar boats driven by yeah. 20-year-old dudes who are driving their dad's boats. Still boat. haven't hit puberty. And they're driving their dad's boats. Yeah. Six beers in. Yeah. Don't, don't care about yeah. anything. And, yeah. 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 I had that happen on a guide trip. I'm pretty bitter about it. I had a bass boat fly by us in the Mississippi River at about 70 one time. That's that's how fast they go. Yeah. So yeah. walleye boats actually. But we were in a back channel. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We weren't on the main Not body. Mine. We were in a back <laughs> channel, like, could support two boats. And he found room at 70 mile an hour. And turned the corner. <laughs> oh, oh. Back to Mobridge, you know, we were talking about the wind we were experiencing out there. Uh, one of the guys that uh, lived next to us said that uh, buddies of theirs had to help some bass fishermen. They flipped, the waves flipped a bass boat. Oh, Jesus. Out there yes. on Oahe. They said it was laying there in the water upside down. That's um, scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, those bass boats are such low profile. Yes. Obviously. There's a and you can see that. it happening easily. 
Yeah. You know, it wouldn't take much turbulence. To I've get been that on Leech Lake where my my 19 foot uh, Lumacraft has had water come over the nose. Oh, jeez. Just fishing. Yeah. Not not going driving into a wave. I'm fishing. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so I mean, those bass boats being that close to the to the water, I'd, I'd, I'd that's always made me. And nervous. I've never understood why a boat built like that goes that fast. And it's just me. Yeah. But that's a tor- death torpedo. I've given thought you know, to moving up get... to a glass boat. And, and, you know, some of these glass boats now with the 400s on them, uh, walleye boats or multi-species boats, I guess I should really call them. Yes. Um, they're they're getting up in the upper 60s now. Yeah. You know? It's... And they're so heavy. Yeah. I'm... I mean, change of direction at 60 mile an hour on a boat that heavy. It's not quick. Yeah. No, I'm low to mid-40s <laughs> on my bathtub, you know. Yeah. That is another story that's kind of cool. Uh, in the top 25 that was out there, we were the only aluminum boat in the top 25. <laughs> and they made note of that, too. The yeah. guy that was uh, the MC First for, team on the stage. And you guys did mention your only aluminum craft yep. out there. They were the only <laughs> aluminum boat out there, you know. Having, haven't made that jump yet to glass. I'd like to do that, but I'm not sure the bank will allow that. So uh, yeah. you got to justify it. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot of boat for fishing yeah 10 days a year yeah and and truthfully there's advantages in choppy water absolutely but other than that the only other advantage would be to please somebody else yeah because you guys are having just as much fun in your boat that you're having now to be fair we didn't make a big trip south like they did you know we did we did not do that but we really didn't need to i mean we knew we're very sure that we're not going to go out there to win we just wanted to go out put a good showing in make the 25 if we could if we didn't i guess it is what it is we gave it what we had yeah you know um but now we we had a good time floating on aluminum yeah that's all we wanted yeah that's that's like my boat versus spencer's boat (laughs) someday i'll have his boat <laughs> well, you could. You It'll hit. be a while. <laughs> you got a hitch on your truck, Iowa, don't you? You're not gonna have my boat. No, I mean oh. it'll be similar. The, it'll be the day that I move. It, it'll actually be my size. It'll just have more power. You got a hitch on. Your I don't truck? think I'm ever gonna get a 20 footer. I'll, I'll I, stay with 1860. I for what you do, I wouldn't even get an 1872. I'd no, stick, I'd, stick I'd stick with, with 1860, 1860 and just have a 90 horse on it instead of 65. I would go a 115.80. I think, think that, so? Yeah. And just because you can get on plane like right now. That's true. It's not about the top end. It's about being on top That's of exactly the right. I don't want to go over 20, but I want to go well, you, 20 and in four inches water. You, you, <laughs> you say that until you can cruise at 40 and you'd be like, 20, yeah. 20 feels slow. Yeah. So, uh, so here's a question from a walleye angler to a catfish angler. They're both delicious. Yeah. Well, they tasted very good this afternoon. <laughs> you're, you're talking to both right now. Right. <laughs> well, no, but, but what do you consider a perfect a catfish boat? To me, a boat is what's best for your what you fish for. Yes. So okay. you can say a catfisherman versus walleye fisherman versus blah, 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 blah. To me, where do you spend the majority of your time? Mm-hmm. If you spend the majority of your time on big water, then you want a big water boat. If you spend the majority of your time on skinny water, you want a skinny water boat. I fish for flatheads. I fish for channels. I fish for wipers. I fish for walleyes. And I fish for white bass. I fish for... Blues. Fish for blues. I want... But I talk about all these things. It's where do I spend most of my time? Most of my time I spend on skinny water. So I'm going to fish out of a skinny water boat it's not a species specific boat it's a body of water specific boat mm-hmm. and that's why i think 
I would re- anybody who asks me about what boat to buy, I always recommend. It's like, where do you spend eighty percent of your time? Yeah, right. Buy a boat that's going to be best for where you spend at home. Like if he'd moved to Tennessee, that boat would be for sale in a heartbeat. Yeah, it, as soon as I have yeah. a house that I've purchased in Tennessee, that boat's for sale. Yeah, because that is no longer the best tool. Like I look at a boat, I look at it as a tool. And where I live at right now, I own the best tool you could possibly buy. And I will yeah. argue, I will die on that hill. You know, like I will argue <laughs> that with him. Because anybody. it took him several boats and several years to come up with this plan. Yeah, he about is 15. Derived. Well, and I think you did the, did that right. If I, You can tell me if I'm wrong because a lot of people do. But <laughs> I have no problems. <laughs> I mean, I think you did it right too. I mean, I know you've wanted a boat the last few years. Yeah. You know, and I think what you've done, you did your homework. You probably put a few few pennies back, you know, yep. doing your uh-huh. thing. Yep. And he it had one great. that was very close, your last boat before this, until we got the drought. It was for solid. like three years. Very solid. few of us start prop, with though. Yes. Yeah. With the boat we really want, you know what I mean. Yeah. Some might. I mean, some might be in a, in a position to do that. But the funny thing is, you get that boat, find out it's not what you want, and you go get another one. Yes. It's funny how that works. So yeah. that that's but basically what happened to me is I had all of these boats that were compromised boats, and I decided that I'm not going to compromise anymore. I'm going to fish because I love fishing, but I'm not going to fish out of a boat. I'm going right. to fish off the bank. I'm going to fish out of a kayak until I can afford not the compromise boat, but the boat the one that you want. The one I want. Which in turns, it turns into your want and need more than it is the right. I mean, it can be the right, but you've got to make it right bread. for yourself. And not earns your bread. It, well, yeah. You know? yeah. Right, yes. right is whatever you, yeah. whatever you think is right. So yeah. uh, to me... I had this boat in mind that I'd been thinking about well before. Like, I had these compromised boats in the last five to ten years. And they showed you what you did not want. Well, they confirmed. Little things. Like, yeah. I, had, oh, yeah. like yeah. I had these ideas, and then it just helped me, help war. Mold it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Molded it. And I sold these compromised boats, and I just saved money, saved money, saved money, until I could write a check for the boat that I mm-hmm. wanted. And then wait nine months, and you had it. Well, <laughs> you know, you, know <laughs> you can bitch about that. I can bitch about that. But I got lucky because the, from a price point perspective, my truck and my boat, I bought at the perfect time. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I brought, bought them right before supply chain issues, signed all the contracts that secured prices, and I'm making out good on those. Yeah. Now the house Today, were, different the, story. The house yes. we're sitting in. Not as fortunate. <laughs> but, uh, you can't win them all. <laughs> but, but everything else, pretty solid. So yeah. I, I can't bitch about that too much. But I will say, like, I have the boat that I think is perfect for where I spend 80% of my time. Yeah. Is it great on big water? Or can it handle big water? Yes. Is it ideal for big water? Absolutely no. not. Um, with that jet, you get much wave movement at you all. You sold me on a jet, man. I tell you, growing up, all we ever had, family-wise, grandpa and dad and everybody, props, and how many times do we have issues on a river? We rolled a boat over a log one time. We all went in the water. Oh, jeez. Um, because of engine issues and so on and so forth. And that yeah. prop, you know, I, I just you've sold me. If I ever, I, if I ever go to the river like that, I'm, I'm certainly not gonna have a motor with a prop on. Tell you what, the guy who just wants to hang out on the river and not run guide trips. 1752 John boat with a 6040 or 6540. 6540. 6540 outboard on the back of it. You'll get on plane quick. 
You'll stay on plane, no problem. Gas, even though the jets burn a little bit more, it'll be so it's minimal. It's not that. Yeah, and so I'm pushing to 18, and it's still not horrible. So when you guys are talking about, and you're talking about 6540, you're the one that taught me this. So you lose, what, 30% of yep, your power with that, without the prop? Yep. So, so yeah. like I've got a Honda 65, so it's a 65 power head, and it's putting out 40 outside the jet. Yep. So... But you put that it, that motor on a seventeen fifty two, and it's perfect. Exactly. And also too, I mean, if people have never noticed or seen what you do, that motor doesn't go below your boat. Your boat is built for a jet, so if, the motor, well, for the most part, normally will not be below the metal of the boat very far if it is. As long as you don't have Ryan's boat. Yes. <laughs> oh. So yeah. if you have a boat that is built for a jet that has a tunnel, it's called a bottom. tunnel hole. Yeah. 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 A tunnel hole. Yeah. And there's jet tunnels and there's prop tunnels. You can buy a prop that sits, like you can buy a boat that's designed to have the prop sit in the tunnel, but the prop's still going to be sitting five, six inches below the bottom of the sure. boat where the jet tucks right into that yep. tunnel. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yep, yep. Um, so that boat, to me, even though like the, the argument, there's a lot of people who run John boats that, are, that don't have tunnels. And say that the ones without tunnels are better for uh, a jet. And granted, I haven't ran one other than yours. And yours drives me up the fucking wall. Well, <laughs> if mine had the correct motor on it, it may be a different scenario. But it's underpowered. It's so underpowered, it's It's ridiculous. underpowered. And then the way the length of the shaft is in a way where you you got to tuck that son of a bitch way underneath the boat. Like four inches. Which... If you're going through three feet of water, who gives a shit? Yes. But, but then again, if you're going three feet of water, why do you need a jet? Yes. Right. So I need at least two and a half foot to get up on plane, and it's it's more like an airplane than a boat. Like I need a taxi, I need a taxi lane <laughs> to get to get up onto plane. It's not an instantaneous. Yes. <laughs> it's like go go go. It's your way to feel like you're in Top Gun or something, taking off the carrier. The, the downfall, though, of the tunnel is you lose like three miles an hour on the top. Right. Okay, so you're going 31 instead of 34. But you gain a foot and a half on the shallow end. Yeah. yeah. So, so me, two foot, you're in three, yeah. or three, four inches. To me, if you're going to go jet, just get a tunnel. Yes. Like I don't yep. think there's any other option that is... If you're prioritizing shallow water performance over top end speed, then get a tunnel. And if top end speed's the most important thing to you, don't go to a jet. Don't go to a jet. <laughs> Just stick with a prop, smoke some logs, buy some lower units, and then cry about it. And then yeah, and then don't put on the river. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, just You're, to say top end performance on the rivers around here, that's kinda not I know. Yeah. I'm sure people do it, but that doesn't sound like something I want to do. Yeah. So I've seen those little two seater jets that are like a they're like the size of this boats. desk. That'd be fun. It would be. It'd be, it would be. I would kill myself. It'd be like me on a thousand horsepower crotch rocket. You know, it. I would be dead. But it would be fun on the way. And the yeah. front line would. <laughs> the front page would read. <laughs> Man ejected 450 yards out of boats <laughs> over over highway bridge. Yelling <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> it's a water water crotch rocket. You know it, it is. It is. Yeah. Which would be awesome until that first log. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about jet skis? Jet skis don't bother me. Those have bothered me in the past. Yeah. Because they zip by going... Well, and yeah. a lot of them are fiberglass. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. think you'd want a jet that's 
fiberglass, but a lot of them are fiberglass. It becomes shrapnel at a point. Probably. <laughs> but the fiberglass shrapnel wouldn't be deadly. <laughs> it wouldn't be great if you're in no. it. <laughs> you talk about shrapnel. I, have you ever seen a 25-foot boat become shrapnel overnight? No. Uh, we, we were fishing up on uh, the big lake at Lake of the Woods one time, and uh, there was rollers that, I mean, literally, there should be no boat out there that day. I mean, I would not want to be on it. I'm, I, I don't know, six feet plus, just ridiculous. Well, where we were at, they have a harbor, and they tried to get into the harbor, and they didn't make it, and the boat got smashed into the harbor wall. Everybody jumped off, so everybody was fine. We went out to the next morning. The engine compartment, the engine itself is laying right there where it smashed in there. The whole harbor is full of pieces of boat. Jeez. There was literally thousands of pieces of that 25-foot fishing Just over and in. over, just wham, yep. wham. They were so wham. hard, so bad. I mean, I, I don't understand. That's terrible. Yeah. That, that, it's that, like taking a sledgehammer to it. Literally. I'm, just, I'm just imagining the boat that I love so much. <laughs> just getting pounded against the rocks like that. Dollar, no. dollar a swing. Take you my know. dog. And leave obviously, my boat. No, exactly. <laughs> You'd leave Woody out of this. <laughs> Don't make me pick. That's like it's the water version of the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that, re- that reminds me, we were down fishing Rathbun one time. I mean, uh, people down there would camp on the south side of the lake, and they just beach their boats up there. On the, I, th- I wanted to yeah. say it was like Island View was the one area. I grew up around. doing that. Yeah. Like and, that. I grew up in southern Iowa, and then we would go to Rathbun sure. and just have a blast. I've but I, re- I remember that one time that, that that's what everybody was down there. We were down there. I don't remember if it was a holiday weekend or what time. Of course, it was a tournament or whatever. But we're camping up on Honey Creek, and and storms come. It's, in fact, the same weather system throughout that kind of brought that tornado through, like, Plainfield up there. I was probably there. Yeah. At Plainfield? Maybe. No, or down no. there. Yeah. I would have been a rat. But, I mean, like, uh, one buddy, he's in his camper. He pulled his camper down. All I had was tents. Uh, the wife and the kids are in the camper with the buddy. I'm in a, still in a tent with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is how I'm going to go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and we watch this tent, and it's like it collapses down on us. The bows are tickling our faces. It's so <laughs> weird weathered, you know. And the next thing you know, it's done over. We hear that playing field got hit up there and all that other stuff. We go out fishing the next day. We go by Island View, and here's boats that are flipped up upside down and just oh, kind of banging against us. It. like, ugh. If you're listening, I'm sorry for your luck, but back then. But I'm sorry. I, I think oh. you've gotten over it by now. Right. Well, that's a long time ago, but I mean, that's just carnage. You don't yeah. want to see it. I mean, no. none no. of us treat our boats like our babies. See, and the, the funny thing with me is I don't. like I. You buy it to use it, and that's the way a lot of my stuff is. You're going to use it. And yeah. I, I don't to the point that people look at my boat, and they're like, how do you do that to your boat? I'm like, it's a tool. Right, you know. Like, yes. If I had tool. a glass boat, I'd have to probably change my outlook. Sure. Like, you can yes. be aluminum. But you up. buy. Yeah. I bought. Not only did I buy an aluminum boat, Brad, but I bought an aluminum boat with a lifetime whole warranty. Let's so, test it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing when they gave they you that no warranty. Clue. They? <laughs> they had I'm no kind, clue. I, I'm kind of a metallologist. Let's go up there and test yeah. this. <laughs> So I went from a dolphinologist to a metalologist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a few podcasts before you guys. Uh, right. It's worth mentioning. <laughs> well, I'll catch up listening. I got a lot of listening to do. Good. Yeah, we're, this will be 51 
The one we did earlier today will be 50. Somebody asked me on a comment, I can't remember who it was on Facebook, if we were doing anything special for the 50th episode. That'll be the one that comes out Friday. Giving away a boat. (laughs) (laughs) I replied, we're just trying to get them out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we don't have time for special crap yet. No, no raffles. Although the 100th will be, I mean, we'll probably have the 100th done by next spring. You know what you should, should do? do well, special. for the hundredth, for the hundredth, well, I'm gonna year. put I'm gonna put my two cents yeah. worth in here, well, whether it's worth two now. cents or not. But the hundredth, in my opinion, you should make that a cut of the first ninety-nine. Find some of the best parts of the episodes, trip you, and do oh. the do the hundredth episode. You know. I thought Brad was gonna say he's gonna come back and sing for you. <laughs> I'll, bring the, I'll bring the guitar and sing next time. It'd be a lot easier to I've do that. I've accepted Brad's camera shy <laughs> without the camera. No, yeah. so long story short. <laughs> The funny thing about that is I, I, I basically record and I go on the next. I don't play. I obviously, I don't play live. I don't go out and do anything. I just have fun. It's like fishing. Yeah. I, I, I have fun going out. Brad, I just want have to you hear ever played live? Kumbaya. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear a single verse from one of your songs to preview. I'm not even sure I remember a verse from one of my songs. Even Vince Neil uses a monitor now. You don't have a favorite verse? How do you make, like, I have a favorite everything. Yeah. So you've never played you've never played like Sweet Corn Days or anything? Nope. Really? No, I just I just play for fun. I just huh. sit in the basement. I I do I actually uh, I do I, lead church. Services. I was gonna say you do a little bit for so your that's, church. That's what but, I do. But once again, you don't even learn that. Every week you got four different songs and you just learn it just enough. Yeah. You don't memorize any of it. I don't yeah. I don't ever soak any of it in. On you know? to the my, next. My, it sounds yeah. weird, but it's true. Yeah. My point being is no matter what, like you have favorite instances. So when I say a favorite verse, there's got to be a favorite set of words from all of the songs that you've ever recorded that you know off the top of your head that come to mind fairly quickly that you could recite to give people a preview for what they would hear if they were to look up your YouTube. So yeah, so I guess late lately, uh, I guess two. I'll say I'll talk about two of them just real quick. One of them that I got. Don't talk about them. Sing about them. <laughs> don't have the ability. But they, the thing is, is, is one of them is called Want to Get Wild. And clearly you can use that as some form of an innuendo thought too. But it's all about the outdoors. Yeah. You know, and so I wrote that song with the idea of the outdoors. And there's a few spots in there where you can take it as an innuendo if you want. I mean, yeah. that, there's nothing better in a song than what I don't understand. Mean. Sing it. <laughs> I, I've known Brad for it, quite a long time, and he's yet to it. break out in song. In okay, both. Thank you. Back in it after 25. Okay. Look it up. Just go ahead and look it up. You'll be able to hear it. But it's called, it's called Want to Get go? Wild. How's it go? No, that's uh, a YouTube channel. It goes about four minutes. So, but... Uh, <laughs> and yeah. then the other one, the, the last one that I did, it's... it's uh, it was you just actually, don't want me to get this fucking $20. <laughs> I'll give you... <laughs> Well, so one of you guys... There's a, there's a bet on this. And, and after you sing, you just have to say the word asshole once. Yeah, that's it. That's then it. I'll be up 30. <laughs> I feel like a piece of meat. I'm sorry. I was here when that was all discussed. So yeah. I okay. And I thought I had a friend. Uh, you got a friend. He was a casual onlooker. He's like, there's no way either one of those are going to happen. I just, walked, I just walked into the backyard and said, hey, I think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. They're like, who are you? That was the greatest intro. I just assumed you were with, with Brad. Yeah, he had to drive and, down. And you were, so it worked yeah. out good. I have friend will travel. Yeah. I travel different directions, but yeah. No, it's 
it's been fun. Yeah, the other song. So, more of the it? story is you're not singing. Probably not. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the? But, what? <laughs> Spencer, listen. I know exactly what that twenty dollars will go for to replenish those little blue cans that you have over there. That's working man stuff. That's right. You're gonna make me pay for that, Jack. <laughs> so there's no loss. You're not losing. No, I'm losing. Are you looking it up? Twenty bucks back is twenty bucks. He's looking it up. They're playing an ad right now. But. Yeah, that would not be me. Skip it. But no, he's making money right now. Dirt and steel. <laughs> Dirt and steel. It's a, I'm not making money. There's no monetization on my end. I got well, like you 80 got views. ads playing. YouTube's making money. This is oh, yeah. River to My Soul. That one needs a little work, but it's okay. They're so self-conscious. It's like a chef. They're always their own worst critic. You're like an angel. <laughs> Don't forget, Satan was an angel. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just. That's one of his many. And one of the cool things about it, so here it is, more so than music, one of the cool things about that is most all, not all, but most all the videos that I make in those songs are pictures of my life. Yes. And yes. so for well, me, be able to that's fun because that particular song, you know, there's pictures of campfires with a big moon behind it and it's all glistening on the water. There's pictures of all different kinds of things, and it's based on personal experience. It talks about coyotes. You hear yeah. coyotes down there all the time, shooting stars. Where we sit on my sandbar, you can probably attest to this. Aliens. That western sky, I haven't seen Freaking any Freaking aliens. <laughs> the western sky is insane with, with, uh, you know, with stuff coming through the space and burning up. All those meteors, it's fun to watch, shooting stars, whatever. So, I mean, that's what all those songs are. They've, most all of them have a video. Uh, and and they're just basic testaments to the, why I wrote this song. There, they got you know it's a personal journey. That's yeah. the cool thing. I mean, I'm, it is. There's never going to be anything done with them. They're just for about 80 people that listen to them, or if that yep. many. So, it's worth it. But it's you have it. a passion in it, which is sweet. I do. Yeah. 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 It's all yeah. right. So the last thing I want us to touch on, and Dave, I don't know you that well. Brad, I know you pretty well. But I'm interested in your answer. I think I know your answer, Ryan. But oh, we'll I'm going to just throw you a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> Seventh inning stretch here. False. The answer is false. <laughs> if you could only fish for one fish for the rest oh, of your Jesus. life. Oh, Jesus. I'm out. Yeah, I, I told you. I know. <laughs> what, what, it's brown and 50. What's I'm it going to be? <laughs> There's no question. Walleyes. Okay. I just, there's so much to them. I mean, they're in three feet of water. They're in obviously 74 feet, and their eyes bug out when they pull them out. They're so in trees, just out. like yours. I've Still caught, delicious. So the flathead, the flathead I caught on your sandbar? Yeah, it was two feet, maybe two and a half. Two, two feet, and then I caught a 50 out of 107. So I can attest to that because you sit down there on that sandbar at night, and obviously if you have any kind of light on you, you can see the fish, you know, the little bait fish just swimming around there. And man, when you hear those tails come up in there and it's they're pushing like, them whoosh. big bodies around in yeah. foot and a half water, oh, yeah. that's something that's to listen to. That's a submarine going. It's yeah. something to listen to. But no, if it was just one fish, there's so many scenarios, so many ways, so many kinds of bodies of water for them, it would definitely be a walleye for me. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Creek chubs. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me for a goddamn loop. Uh, love them. Love them. I, I don't know. I. I love the multi-species. That's the problem. I understand but that. If yeah. Walleye. I mean, okay. sustainability. I mean, I can All right, eat for, them. for entertainment purposes only, number two. So back to Brad. What's your number two? 
I would say number two. I mean, I grew up obviously bass fishing ponds and this and that, but I, it's got to be channel cat flathead stuff. I mean, so you got to pick one or the other. Well, I don't care. They both the bite. same family. I, I throw at them, they both no, bite. That's so like saying mean. a sauger and a walleye the same thing. They are. They taste the same. They do. <laughs> But they don't fish the same. One doesn't have a white dot on his tail. No, no, it's <laughs> dorsal. They do fish the same because I'm too stupid to select one to fish for. <laughs> and I catch both. So there you go. They fish the same. You're smart enough to go after one or the other, and I'm not. Channel channel cats and flatheads are like bluegills and bass. They're yeah, like. That's a pretty comparable. You can catch them both on the same rig once in a while. Yeah. They're like walleyes and pike. Yeah, that would be. You can catch a, a walleye and a pike on a creek chub under a bobber, mm-hmm. or yeah, the same twister. You know, yeah, just depends di- on depth. They're a different fish. Yeah. You would have enjoyed reeling the lead core in out there on, uh, on Mo Bridge because Dave got surprised several times getting the lead core up, say about maybe twenty five, thirty feet from the boat, and the white bass hit. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or white fish, or white fish. We even caught. I've never sh- caught a white. Uh, we should have oh, brought them ones. home. They're oh, tasty. Yeah. I've heard they're a little they're brine, a little smoke. They look like they're missing mm. the chin. Have <laughs> <laughs> seen my baseball? Little dork fish. <laughs> oh man, they, they are toads. I mean, they're, they're, oh, they're fun. A couple big ones out there. Yeah. Well, they're they're northern pike. Are just oh my god, they're a different caliber. There's out something there. about what they're eating out there. I mean, evidently somebody's feeding them some of that Popeye stuff because they are <laughs> spinach. These fish Smelt. are healthy. Herring. All right, All so channels or flatheads, number two. Um, just if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go flatheads because of the excitement when you wrangle up a horse on a hook. You know? Okay. So walleyes and flatheads and then Dave. Northern Pike. Okay. That makes a lot of sense where you grew up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Northern Minnesota background. Yeah. It's that reason. Yeah. And we, we have them here. Ryan, flatheads number one. Crap. Yeah. Really? Hmm? Gosh, crappie's number one? Yeah. That's gross. I've got a lot of my... No, crappie's number, number two. Number two. Flathead's number one. Okay. I think crappie's number two is Crappie's well. number two. Oh, I thought you... Because uh, I have a lot of buddies who really enjoy crappie fishing, and I spend a lot of time fishing with them down in southern Iowa. Yeah, we yeah. Go to, I was going to ask if you make it to Missouri or not. Uh, I, I do once in a while. Because yeah. I did have a buddy in high school and college that his dad lived down, I think, in Cahokia, Missouri, is where we went, and we fished some tournaments on Mark Twain Lake. Okay. Yeah, crappie. Man, we could we got some uh, amazing the the smallmouth bass you can catch going after crappie. Oh, All absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. we accidentally in some four pounder, four and a half. Small shit. Oh, like, they will when it's warm out. And you catch them on that lightweight stuff. Watch out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, I I've got a lot of buddies who love just fishing, and they yeah. like to target crappie. So yeah, that's my second best. I guess if I had a lot more bodies of water, smallmouth might start to enter into contention for number sure. two. Yeah. But I just don't have the bodies of water for that to be consistently going after that. See, Oops, and that's that one thing you're missing is because smallmouth don't hold a candle to the, the wiper. I can catch a wiper if I tried. And I don't know how or where to go after They're them, not at your place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why. <laughs> See, I, you're a traveler to fish the yes. river. I go down the hill from my house. Which is sit on awesome the sandbar, yes. And I relax. <laughs> I drink uh, Arnold Palmer or a bottle of water. <laughs> Maybe have uh, you know some form of a, a snack down there and just sit there and soak in everything going around, listening to everything. And, and once in a while, fish, catch a forty. What exactly? <laughs> and it's once in a while. It's, it's certainly not consistent, you know. Yeah. But we go out and we do it. And some nights you go home empty. Some nights you catch a few fish. You yeah. know. I did get a thirty-three inch catfish down there. Now you and I talked about that one time. It's a big some bitch. Out of the yeah. raccoon. That's a that's a good size. Yeah. 
So for me, it'd be Flathead's number one, but number two would be the hybrid striped bass. Yeah. Like, without question. And then behind that would probably fall the smallmouth, and then behind that would probably fall the walleye. And I have a little bit of an advantage because I've thought about this question quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I don't know, like wipers. Like, people talk about pound for pound the strongest fish out in the river, and they're like, oh, smallmouth, smallmouth. Smallmouth don't hold a freaking candle to a hybrid striped bass. Like hybrid stri- like if you tied a four pound smallie and a four pound hybrid striper tail to tail, that hybrid striper's towing that smallmouth all over the goddamn. So river. we met a couple of guys. So one guy's from Texas, one guy's from Kansas down the Panhandle, and then they actually come from the Texas Walleye Association. That's how they qualified for that tournament. Yeah. And what was it? It wasn't that the wipers that they're talking about on Texoma. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no. That's there's, stripers. Stripers. Yeah. Stripers. Okay, yeah. my bad, my bad. But I stripers mean, don't fight as hard as a wiper does. Yeah, they were talking about how they, uh, if, just in case they happen to listen, should we? But shout then they got walleye and Mike. That's what's yeah. nuts. They have walleye in Texoma. Yes, that's yes. what they came from. That's oh, what they I, qualified off. Well, of. no, that was a different lake. It was Meredith, is what they called the lake down oh, there. Oh, sure, yeah. but still, I mean, but they do fish down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, I mean, it you doesn't hear blow my mind that there would be. No, walls. I just never even no, thought of it. We had, yeah, I so think yeah. they said that over half of the states were represented in this tournament. We had guys from Pennsylvania. We had guys from New York, Tennessee. That all makes sense. Uh, That's Michigan, awesome. uh, Arkansas, That's still makes Ohio. Yeah. Oh, I think it's, it's hats off uh, to Texas, the organization. Oklahoma. Yeah, absolutely. Oklahoma <laughs> yeah. gets weird. I don't know what it is about that Oklahoma, Texas There's region. a guy that comes up to Minnesota, and he stays in the, at, a, at a place where we stayed a couple times. He is a walleye guide in central Oklahoma, around the Oklahoma City area. I don't know the names of the lakes. Really? He shows us the pictures, and you would flip over the fish he catches. He comes to Minnesota to catch northern pike because he's sick he gets all the walleyes he wants down home <laughs> and he does he's a guy yeah. who goes up there's wow. a there's a place called black duck lodge that's where he goes and that's that's what he that's cool yeah it is cool yeah travel from oklahoma to go up there to Good catch times. pike i don't know so well, moral of the story is the hybrid striped bass is the baddest fish that swims in the river and i agree yeah. i just i just don't have a bond to it like i do the crappie you're missing out. We all fish for different reasons. And, you and want that? You're talking about that wrestling match, you know. And you're a wrestler. You're talking about that wrestling match. You guys he's are wearing a freaking wrestling shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm a wolf, so I don't fight. I travel though. I hope people figure it out who's the all American. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we, we we fish for different reasons. You know, I mean, we all yeah. have different reasons. I I don't fish to go. Man, did you feel how that fish fought? And that's not wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that's wrong. I fish to go find fish, figure out how in the world to put a hook in their mouth and put them in my boat. Yeah. But why? You know, that's what drives me. To me, I do all those things, and then I appreciate the 50 yards of line that rip off my reel. Oh, I get that. Don't get me wrong. When you you hook into one of those guys that doesn't want to come up in the walleye world, you know? But, like, let's be real. It's a walleye. And this is coming from a guy who walleye fishes extensively. In a river whatever so that should be even <laughs> but that should be even more so because a river fish fights harder than lake fish and i will die on that hill too. i will i will agree with you yeah on that. so for for me to say walleyes don't fight that great from a guy who fishes walleyes predominantly in a river should say something you know like they're not a hybrid striper they're not like they they fight just like a flathead so when you go to a river, you pretty much have an environment figured out that you're going to fish a walleye for more no. than likely. Well, I don't have anything figured out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I barely have 
my life. Yeah, I've got my yeah, horseshoe yeah. around my neck and I cast my pole. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> it's, it's, what, it's what I'm saying. We all do things differently for our own reasons. And yes. I, I don't have to go fishing because this is what Dave does. This is what Ryan does. This is what Spencer. I go fishing because I go do what I want to do. Sure. Yeah. And, that's, that's and I love the challenge presented to me by bodies of water. It's not just the fish. Yeah. I love the challenge sure. presented by the body of sure. water. That's why mm-hmm. when I, I think let, I text let alone you, Mother Nature throws exactly. At you. I think <laughs> exactly. I text you. Oh, you got this figured out? Yeah, yeah, left turn. Yeah, last day of the tournament, we're <laughs> dropping thirty degrees on you. Put that sweatshirt exactly. back on. <laughs> I I don't think we were home twenty four hours. I texted Dave and asked him when we going to back going back to Wahi. You know, I mean, yeah. I can go to a lot of lakes and catch walleye. If yes. I'm just going to catch walleye, I can go catch walleye in a lot of lakes. Yep. That's one I want to dissect. That's one I want to learn. That's one I want to punch me in the teeth, and then I fight back and punch it harder. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what I was talking about, the sadistic uh, form of fishing, where you go out and some days are tougher. I have I more satisfaction movie about, about that. that or something. Yeah. But. yeah, some guy's playing a banjo in it, wasn't he? No. no, no, no. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> that, was, that movie is pretty sadistic, too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the whole reason for me and why I fish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally get on board with that. I mean, it's they fight the same. I mean, there's all of us caught a 28 inch channel cat the last hour of a tournament Mm -hmm. and gone. Oh my god! Cashing the check. This one taking us all the way. Oh yeah, rip and drag. You know, yeah, so on and so forth. Straight down. But I. Whiskers. You want to talk about our (laughs) 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 channel cats? Channel cats fight harder than walleye. Flatheads fight the same as a walleye. Wipers trump them all. And that's what I love about right. the walleye. No, and I've never caught a wiper. That's awesome. Yeah, like you have to hook it to experience it. And I'd say pound for pound, a carp would probably be right up there somewhere too. Yeah. Oh, we like, caught a lot of carp when we were kids. That's yeah. a blast. You want yeah. fun fishing, then, go throw some worms or salmon. Corn corn, the yeah. There's salmon. Salmon. I don't know shit sh- about salmon. They'll kick the know. shit out of a... A lot of fish. They're, yeah. they're delicious. In their fight. <laughs> and a, a salmon might fight might, harder yeah. than a wiper. Well, they got to hide from bears, so they got yeah, to be quick. Got to be quick. That's true. <laughs> they got to stand about, up and it's fist about fight chase them. <laughs> it's the chase. I love the chase. Yes. That's, that's yeah, what's yeah, sure. Well, and then you talk, you say chase, but you could break that down into process. Like, you enjoy yeah. the process of how you go about doing it, and that's that's one thing I love about flatheads is... Like pound for pound, the stre- the the wiper fights harder than the flathead, and whatever. If based on that, then I should just fish for wipers all the time. But they don't the, get fifty. Well, they don't get fifty. <laughs> but then I enjoy the sitting on a sandbar yes. or the getting in the middle of nowhere, kicking back in the boat, relaxing, and waiting for a clicker to start rolling. Yeah, and that's not wiper fishing. No. Yeah. No. You talk about the process, yeah. man. You, you know, you get together for one of these tournaments. There's not a lot on the internet to teach you about fishing in Mobridge, South Dakota, on Lake Oahe. There's just no. I bet. And it's, so it's not a high. You can clicked to on area. And you know what? I'll watch videos on YouTube. I won't necessarily pay attention to what they're saying. I'm going to watch. I'm all watching the for the, on the outside. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching and listening for the little dirt that they'll drop just by accident. So. How they we left ended up the rod fishing. laying there in the Tommy Scarless won up there once, and Tommy Scarless said, "Don't ever neglect the creek channel, the tops of the creek channels." And we got a picture <laughs> of our fish yeah. finder 
of where we were hammering fish. And we did this on purpose. At, at first, it was a red ribbon. Yes, it was, because I mean, our little chart plotter, you know, you're charting yeah. the, the GPS. where you're going. You're, you're going, trying to find it. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> well, you just it, it just charts your path where you've oh, been, you know. Yeah. So it just charts your path, and you get just like a, a wound-up ball of yarn in front of you, basically, what it becomes yeah. at the end of the, of, of the day. But when he got rid of that, every single spot where we caught fish was on the edge of that creek channel. We were doing that on purpose, yeah. but we didn't notice it on the graph until we got until rid of all that ball of yarn. So you're talking about the process. I just picked that little thing up from, you know, and we talked about it and we went out and did it, you know, yeah. it just, and we made it work. The funny thing, the biggest walleye we caught was on a flat. So it is what it is, but, but there worked. was trees. Yep. Trees. There yeah. was trees. Structure. They didn't mention the trees. <laughs> we had to adapt yep. to trees. They're, they, they fight pound for pound hard. <laughs> it's like they were there for 50 years. Or yeah. so. Depends on yeah. the size of fishing rod you got. They can kind of, they can, they can fight well. They make a 12 footer <laughs> feel like a four footer real fast. <laughs> but now nope, my good times. The, the best part of my process in next year it may change a little bit but what's got me to this point is my number one point in the process is to breathe that's why i fish i just that's my time to just exhale mm-hmm. sure. i run i run so high strung the rest of the time and the rest of my life and that's just my time to chill well, and it the, could be catching green sunfish for bait it mm-hmm. could be crappie fishing with my buddies could be you know, taking my son flathead fishing or putting up with dickhead over here, but yeah, it, it's all—it's all just breathing. You know, so it's just the beautiful thing about that. You said next year it could change. It only changes if you want it to. Well, it's it's gonna. It's, no, it only changes when it when it becomes. You decide it does when it becomes these one of the major incomes of my existence. Then it'll it'll change priorities yeah i get the priority but the action only changes if you want it yeah the thing i'm most excited about is this going to free up like 50 hours of my week to do to concentrate on sure my two businesses sure you know it's we'll see but your your approach and mindset only changes if you allow it i know yeah but you know how i am i do (laughs) i do forehead first so so i'll, I'll do my best to remind you that don't be a dipshit breathe dumbass yeah just breathe. <laughs> what's funny is all four of us sitting here how we you know how you come together it's mutual interest mutual i mean you know we have oh there's interest. there's a reason we're all here yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. just kind of cool how that all works out yeah and that's one of the things that i appreciate the most about the podcast over the video part of it is because like the video if you it, if I really wanted it to be, it could just be me and what I do. But yeah. the podcast brings in so many more experiences. Yeah. yeah. So what you've more. had Brad on videos and you just don't have the time to But I don't have to. Dive in. I know, but you don't have the time to dive into who Brad is. I don't You I know don't, what I mean? I don't, but then I don't even have to have Brad on the video. Yeah. Like I, I don't have to have That's anybody standard, on though. the video but <laughs> <laughs> Well and Who's that, that big redhead with a mullet holding that forty? <laughs> that could be a lot of people. Uh, come on, get back to forty fishing. might not be a catfish. Be <laughs> get him yeah. off! Get him off! <laughs> Why has he got a mask on? <laughs> so, moral of the story is, I, I with the videos, I can. It's it's me. Yes. And I can do whatever the hell I want. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And I could do the same with the podcast, but I feel like with the podcast. To bring in all these different perspectives, thoughts, and ideas right. makes it so much better. And the exactly. same with the videos. You know, it's like t- 
to limit it to just me is to create a video with a reduced storyline. You know, like because yeah. so many people have all these different ideas that I would have never considered, and to bring them on the video makes it so much better. Yeah, yeah. and what you're but it's amplified with the podcast. Yeah, but your whole starting the video wasn't to put out a video it was just to document what you do on a daily basis my my whole idea with the video to start with was i have a camera and i have footage and now i want to make something with the footage so i'm going to make a video yeah and then when i made my first video i'm like that sucks let me redo that no (laughs) delete (laughs) but see that's where i differ from the general population is like I just was like that. That was kind of neat. I told yeah. a story. The story I love wasn't as the story yeah. wasn't as good as it could have been. So let's. But let's, it makes you a better storyteller for the next time. Well, I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah. I was just like, this was a story, and then I was thinking I would make a better story, but I wasn't even thinking about like the practice side of it or anything. It was just like, this was a a, a story. I'll make a better yeah. story. This was fun. I want to do it again. You think and I did it. it again and again and again and like 400 more times. <laughs> <laughs> well, this whole journey is about making stories. That's why we're here. It really is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole reason for living. I mean, you got kids, you got wives, you got families, you got something. There's a story. Everybody's got a story, and that's pretty cool when it comes out. One of the things I was thinking, you know, recently, we lost a lot of storytellers, like, like Tom T. Hall, and you may or may not even know who that yeah. is. Some guys yeah. do, some guys don't. What a storyteller he was. Paul Harvey, if you listen to the stuff that – what a fantastic storyteller. Um, I heard, uh, I've heard some others here lately that are just, they bring back the old school version of being able to, you know, actually show you a movie through their words. It's communicating effectively. Yeah. And it's you know pretty, what I mean? Cool. And that's kind of lost yep. its art. Yep. And so storytelling, Maybe. and you can put a video to it, it's pretty cool. And that's, yeah. that's why I do what I do. It's only for me. If people want to enjoy it, great. But I just, yeah. that's I just why put my story I, out there. That's why yeah. Brad won't sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you need a Not pitch for you, I can peasant. pull up a pitch mic. Does that help? Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to give Spencer 20 bucks so he can get 20 bucks to Ryan. How does that sound? The, the name of this podcast better be Brad Won't Sing. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> no, I'm going to call him when I'm editing, and I'm going to get a personal singing, and that's going to be our intro. That's fine. <laughs> If you you could, could probably just steal it off of YouTube. Yeah, I could, you? yeah. If you do that, then then you can name it whatever you want. <laughs> but if Brad don't sing, then it better be named Brad. Brad won't sing. I'm going to be unhappy. <laughs> I love you, Brad. I really do. I think people hate me now. <laughs> Not yet. No. Who, who cares? It's fine. Yeah. Lots of people hate me. It's okay. I, they, yeah. I'm sitting The here eyes have it. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. I just met you. <laughs> you you'd have to work pretty hard to hurt my feelings. <laughs> All right, so that that that's a solid wrap up. Yeah. Any anybody got anything else they want to say before we we tie it all up at the end. I guess from my perspective, perspective, thanks for having us on. Thanks for letting us talk a little bit about yeah. the journey out there. I mean that that thing out there in, in South Dakota was something to, it, it, you know, a lot of people it might be mundane for because they've been there six, seven, eight times. Or we, they have no idea what you're talking about. We got a chance to go out yeah. to that tournament, you know, and yeah. 257 boats, people from all over the nation. Time out. So 25th out of 257 boats. Correct. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Top 10%. Keep going. All-Americans. I just wanted to make sure so that what was if? all All-Americans. All-Americans. Yes. That's what, the, hey, they call it that, All-Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Got I a mean, plaque to, for the wall. Yeah. You know the cool thing. Tattoo being, on the chest. Being I mean, number, Super Bowl did. rings in the mail. <laughs> being I'm number, serious. Being number 25. Ring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get a ring. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they That's didn't have awesome. a size big enough to fit my hand, so we had to guess at what my <laughs> ring size was. Like, okay, okay, how about a necklace size? Oh, <laughs> shit, we don't have a necklace. That'll be a ring. <laughs> when, when we made the cut, the, the text, the messages coming in saying, yeah, the yeah. hardware, go after the ring. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> and the cool thing about it is being 25, they interviewed us at the boat ramp the, the third morning. So yeah. the people in a, in a, TV, a TV show TV like show. that, they're going to care about first, second, third, and the guys that almost didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. They were the guys that Who almost didn't make it. Who were those guys in the aluminum boat out Exactly. There. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you never know. Our it, it'll be that. You know, it's like it's movies. They put guys. in a, a yeah. half a second blip of popcorn. That's that's. It'll be a half a second <laughs> blip of Brad and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But just that experience, though, I mean, literally, if I don't ever get to do it again, uh, it is what it is. I'd love to do it again. But the experience, the way that the tournament was handled. Oh. Um, those we guys, a, we got opportunity yet. We still got the fall classic. Yeah, we got to earn your go. way. See, that's that's the thing yeah. about NTC too. It's 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 a team. It's a it's, it's a championship of people that have earned their way there. You can't just buy your way in. Yep. And I will tell the story. I didn't belong there. I was an alternate. Uh, our buddy Colby and Dave uh, won. Uh, what year was it? Twenty twenty. Uh, what are we? Twenty two. So twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, out of a hundred boats, they won a local tournament here. Uh, and that fishing club had, uh, what, two spots, I think, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to send people to the NTC. And so they went. Unfortunately, my buddy Colby, or our buddy Colby, uh, really busted his leg real bad in a woodcutting accident this spring. Oh, Broke geez. both bones. Almost Joe Theismann did, but didn't. And crawled so, his way out of the forest. Crawled to the road uh, to go get help. Um, and so he wasn't sure, you know, where he was going to be in the re- rehabilitation and if he could take it in a boat. Well, yes. he's been to Oahe before. He knows it can beat yeah. the crap out of you. you <laughs> I'm know. not sure I'm up to that. He's yeah, exactly. So that's how I – and I've yeah. fished with both these guys as partners before multiple times. I was in that tournament, so I was a legal alternate. Yeah. You know, uh, so thanks to those guys, obviously, for getting us out there. And just the experience was something I'll never forget. Hell yes. That's we, cool. We won on bobbers. We used bobbers. Yeah, I was thinking you met up there on the, in on, on Oahu. I'm like, we didn't use bob. We didn't take bobbers up there. <laughs> oh, I should have. They were in oh, the Okay, <laughs> I don't know. You imagine slip bobber in 75 foot deep all <laughs> Imagine the articles from that one. <laughs> you have everybody interviewing the hell out of you. Oh, they were sniping them. They were using the technology. Yeah, oh, they were yeah. dropping chunks of lead on their head. Yep, they had you to been. Thump. Give it 30 <laughs> seconds. It'll be up. Yeah. <laughs> so. all right dave what do you got then we'll move to same thing thanks for having us yeah walleye fishermen are not bad guys <laughs> allegedly. not all arrogant allegedly i mean we're just trying to keep up with the cat fishermen yeah most people are yeah. okay no it's thanks for having us have us back again sometime i we will We'd love maybe it. like in a yeah. year or something we'll have another story and maybe like closer to your house so you didn't have to drive three hours oh we could meet in the middle <laughs> meet at brad's true that's a little closer like 15 minutes yeah, closer I mean, for me. yeah. we'd meet that's at my good. house that'd be like an hour closer for us. it's just still the yeah. same yeah. <laughs> i got a better idea let's just all go fishing oh there yeah. you go yeah. absolutely we can Make a weekend. Let's do it on the water. I tried to get Spencer in a tournament a couple years ago. No, oh, I got this and I got that. I was like, okay, Spencer, he's a busy man. I fished. I fished several tournaments. I'm not a tournament guy. 
I, I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy the yeah. competition. I tell you what, you're in the right tournament series. It's great. Yeah. You're in yeah. the wrong tournament series. Yep. It, it can make your you life hell. Yeah. I fished a Minnesota tournament trail a couple times too, and those guys run a great tournament too. But they're filling up now. You can't even get into there half the time anymore. Yeah. 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 It says a lot. The right well, one will do it. I've thought about. It's funny you bring that up because like the last week or so, I've been thinking about fishing a couple different tournaments, and I might. You know, I'm not saying I won't ever fish a tournament, but what I'm just go have fun. That's that's it. it. Like you find the right series, the right people. It's good time. And my past experiences, other than one single tournament, one I had one tournament that was a blast. Every other one, it's like you're either you, you. you lose and you suck, or you win and you cheat. Yeah. 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 So, like, I've yeah. done well, and I'm a cheater, and I've sucked, and I suck, so... And then you got beat by Denny. Can't let that bother you. <laughs> and the one that I got beat by Denny... <laughs> that was, was a fun one. That was the fun yeah, one. That yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, that right. was a good time. Yep. Denny's pretty hard to not have fun around. He's a good dude. Agreed. Agreed. I wish he would, like... Learn how to fish again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Glad you said he's, that. He's too busy, like, helping people, like, save their lives and stuff. Yeah. Fuck that. Come back to the <laughs> flathead world, Denny. <laughs> we need nope. you to. Have fun. That's just the number one thing. Exactly. Have fun. I think so. We're, we're yeah. all going to go home and tuck our, tuck our tails at one point or another. Yeah. That's yeah. too much money invested, but, too much time, too much work to not have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you there? Yeah. Hopefully yeah. to have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully. And exactly. especially with this guiding part, it, if it comes down to where I don't have fun guiding anymore, I'm going to go back and be an electrician. Right. You know? That's but so far, I'm bit. loving it. It's, it's fun. It's awesome. It's fun. It's a great time. Yep. I've had great people. That's shocking, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, yeah. Bigfoot Bushcraft, <laughs> if you want to support the podcast, promo code Spencer Bauer. I think he saved 10%. I think. I don't remember. I think it's 15. Sure. Maybe 15. Yeah. Um, but they're affordable fire starters that kick Very, ass. Yes. Yeah, they kick ass. You can start your neighbor's house on fire if he bugs you. I yeah. mean, you can do whatever you want. You could do it no problem. <laughs> or you could start a campfire. That's an option, too. There is options. Yeah. I mean, no there's a lot of ways to look at a solution. No problem. And then also the Waterland sunglasses are a great one. RC15, you definitely save 15%. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, Cuz they included that in the name. That's easy to remember. <laughs> but um, other than that, you can share this stuff on social media. Please do. Yeah. yeah. That 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 probably makes the biggest difference more than anything. But either way, thanks for listening to this point. Like it means a ton. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks guys. Yep, I appreciate thank you it. very much and hope you all catch a giant. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.